All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing some One Ring tonight. We are continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign, uh, and uh, we left off on uh, on one hell of a of a cliffhanger, sort of cliffhanger. I don't know, just one hell of a moment, basically. And we'll see uh, what happens after that. Uh, as we uh, we are once again journeying. Well, we actually we finished up the journey. What am I talking about? Finished up the journey. We are on the north edge of the Blue Mountains, the Eridluene. We are in these old dwarf mines, rumored to once be uh, occupied uh, by uh, by Arvadui, uh, king of Arthedain, after the fall of that kingdom uh, during the war with Ingmar many, many, many years ago. Something like I say, like a somewhere around a thousand to eleven hundred years ago or so, give or take, something like that. Uh, but uh, before I nerd out with that kind of Silly history. Let's go ahead and just do a quick roundtable. We'll get our characters introed again. Let's go fast. Uh, I want to start. We're going to fade these out. So we're just going to do fast ones. Fast ones. And then eventually we're just going to dive in. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be weird. Uh, so, Long, tell us about Floy. I am Floy, a treasure hunting dwarf with an axe, looking to replace it with a better axe. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's one of the main reasons you're out here. Uh, because you uh, you were looking for some kind of weapon to help you with your fight uh, against the uh, the undead, and you heard of a story about an uh, about a hero from uh, from the hall the Crags, Cragstone Hall, which is to the north of you, that had it in the vault. They had their their cleaver. Uh, there's a story about him slaying a whole crew of undead that assaulted them on their way to the uh, to the Battle of Anunzabar. Wait, did I pronounce it right? I don't know if I pronounced that right. I always get it wrong. It's weird. We'll dive in in a minute. Uh, Ashley, tell us about Gilly. Uh, I'm playing Gilly Cattlegrass. She is our scholar, breed-blooded hobbit, uh, and she is determined to collect information, uh, knowledge that will help us defeat uh, the evil things that we encountered in Angmar. Okay. Okay. Uh, sure. Uh, that uh, she's very depressed. She's a very sad <laughs> hobbit, as Jacket so perfectly put last time. <laughs> Very sad Hobbit. The saddest of all Hobbits. Uh, I think you have a title. I think there's a section on your character sheet for titles. We should put that in as your title. The saddest of Hobbits. Oh. Uh, right? I don't think title. we've met a sadder Hobbit. Like, it's a, that's that's a rough one. Yeah. Uh, it's like a it's like a happy, comical uh, elf or a, you know, uh, or a cleanly dwarf. I don't, I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> well, I was trying for a little bit there. Yeah. He, well, that's true. Yeah, he did kind of perfume up his beard and get a nice haircut and everything. Uh, but then He's he went to the dark side for a little while. Yeah. yeah. All right, next up, Melissa, tell us about Arineal. Uh Yeah, so Arineal is our Ranger of the North champion. Um, a few quick facts about her. Uh, she's got uh, Argalab's, Argalab's helm. Uh, she's got a cloak that was gifted to her by Lady Ortolos. And uh, if you haven't heard before, she doesn't take fatigue during journeys. I knew that was coming because I, I made the joke last night. I'm like, she's going to freaking bring that lot, you know, back in. Do you know which Argaleb's helm you have? There were two. There's the first and the second. Do you know which helm you have, Melissa? Argaleb the first. Are you asking or telling me? Telling because I'm reading it off of the history of the item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put them in there. I put little little snippets of history, and I put like little pronunciation guides. I don't know if the pronunciation guides are right, but it's kind of like how I pronounce them relative to what I find. So some people read them. Uh, others give uh, the treasure away. Uh, and speaking of others who do that, that sort of thing, Stephen, tell us about your character. 
Hey, I'm Daggett. Uh, probably the most lovable, friendly, trustworthy dwarf you'll ever meet. Um, I may not be a rich dwarven lord like, you know, Master Floyd, but I can still swing a hammer and put back the ale. That long pause for those of you that are listening on the podcast is because Stephen stopped talking while I was getting a drink. You said <laughs> fast, so I went lately. fast. I'm starting to think you're doing this on purpose. Like every time I go to refer, refer a drink. <laughs> you oh, got to drink faster, buddy. You got to keep dead, up. Dead air drives me insane. Melissa knows. Like the pot, you guys know for the podcast, like, oh my God, silence freaks me out. Like a second and a half of silence is so, it's like an eternity every time I hear it. It freaks me out. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. I have problems. Uh, but right. now you're hydrated and intros are done. I barely got a drink. I like, I didn't have enough time. He went quiet, so I put it back just down. touched his lips and he had to throw it down. I did. I put it right back down. I'm fortunate it's still standing and I actually put it down correctly. Okay, because I can't put it down when my mic is live because it bounds. It's oh, metal. You're killing me. Yeah. Yeah, you're killing me. And plus it's just like it makes it bounce. Anyhow. Well, you know what? I'll keep going then if you want, you know, and you can get another drink. Oh, do you <laughs> want me to? Okay. To <laughs> um, so you probably already met my brother Snagit. Uh, he's a local hero here in the Blue Mountains. Uh, really, relatively famous for a dwarf, you know. Uh, you can stop. Local now. famous. Yeah, you can stop now. It's fine. It's all right. <laughs> we can go. You're um, famous, like Wait, that guy from that thing. Famous. We're not going to talk about Taggett and Baggett. The yep, trapper. Baggett's a baker, and a uh, Taggett's the trapper and hunter. He they 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 he's he remembers it with the first letter Taggett the tailor or tracker is it tracker or is it tailor? He's hunter trapper. and trapper. Okay, hunter and trapper. Okay, I think okay because yeah. you have to tag your deer. Gotcha. Okay. I and baggett sounds really... like a baguette. So as he mm-hmm. says stuff, tag I'm just adding to it. <laughs> and a tag drag, it. it's the porter. Did you do that potentially? <laughs> tag it and baguette. Oh god! Yeah, I, I did that intentionally. I didn't realize. But you think I wouldn't? I've got a list of names ready to go. <laughs> Probably up to twenty-six of them, I would imagine. Well, Quite actually, more because sometimes, uh, like drag it, you get two letters in front of there. So shag you know, There's plenty of combinations. It's very, it's very, uh, uh, very. Yep, yep, yep. Loose tour for some. <laughs> He's a real Casanova. Casanova. And of course, Gilly is taking copious notes. Yeah, all of these dwarves. She has a favorite of the Gladrock brothers. So Do you? I don't know who, but she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll figure like, that out. How many brothers? As we go. Okay. It might so, be a sister. She doesn't care. Could be. Uh, so yeah, we're because because I think because we're playing it sort of to the to the Tolkien dwarves have beards type of thing. Uh, so that's what we're doing. Dwarf women have beards and everything. Uh, so, uh, let's, uh, let's dive in. Uh, so last time, uh, we began as you all had reunited in the spring, uh, in the Blue Mountains after your, uh, your Yuletide, uh, respite, uh, following the events in Angmar. Uh, and we began in the Halls of Gladrock where Floy was able to introduce Daggett to both Arineal and Gilly and then kind of filled them in on this plan that you all had to track down Snagit, the Oathbreakers, and uh, my douchey neighbor with his ridiculously loud muffler. I'm not sure if everyone heard that, but I heard it. Drives me nuts. Um, but uh, but you were tracking down Snagit, the Oathbreakers, and and and, and Kobar's Cleaver, like Kobar, son of Cain, who is a uh, the, the hero from Crackstone Falls, etc. 
and this was stolen from stolen from a, a neighboring a neighboring dwarf hall. And you were going to kind of maybe kill two birds with one stone, like find the find the cleaver that helps you know sort of kill the un, un, the undead, uh, but also at the same time track down Snagit, who uh, who accosted you all at some point earlier in the campaign. So you planned a route, and you started venturing north along the foothills of the Blue Mountains. Uh, and your destination was this old dwarf mine that you've heard rumors a couple times now that a human king, Arvadui, uh, was rumored to have taken shelter there uh, after the fall of Arthedain. So along the way, you had a couple encounters. Uh, you, you found a pair of dwarf children who were playing at being wizards, uh, and there was like a cracked belly of an old dragon statue of stone that was pouring this copper-stained water into a mountain stream. Uh, Floy, you discovered a trio of dwarf faces that were carved into this large stone cliff face, but instead of being like that stoic, honorific, honorific style of art, it was instead these like sort of deranged mockeries of uh, of like the fire beards and the broad beams and the long beards, like these ancestral clans, like the origins of the dwarves, etc. Uh, nearby, you found a cave that revealed this workspace and a camp and tools that belonged to a person by the name of Bosdrick who was a stone carver from Crackstone Hall, might have connections to Snagit. Uh, and Floyd was trying to repair or destroy those those faces to kind of get rid of that desecration, but Daggett was secretly kind of misplacing tools, trying to delay them and everything. Uh, and then uh, Arineal and Gilly, while this was happening, you saw four fiery meters uh, and fly down from the, the mountain peaks and crash near your camp. You inspected it and you discovered it was not meteors. It was just hawks, like some sort of, some sort of, you think it were hawks, some sort of bird, some sort of bird with large talons and claws. And they were caught on fire. They had all plunged to their deaths. A couple days later, as you were nearing your destination up by the the upper reaches of the Blue Mountains near the Ice Bay of Forashell, uh, Arineal, you, um, you observed another bird, actually. This one is a giant pale eagle, you think, uh, perched atop a ridge. They sat still as a statue before they kind of flew off into the clouds. Uh, you were able to, after that, find the entrance to these dwarf mines. Uh, the, it was a side entrance because the main had collapsed a long time ago. You discovered some tracks and some, tu- and, uh, and, and some traps suggesting there was like recent activity. So you're kind of moving around quietly and carefully. Very circuitous tunnels and half-completed halls. Like this, this place was sort of a mess. And after wandering for a couple hours, you stumbled upon a tomb where hill folk, uh, Lottie's people from Rudauer, right? The, an- uh, the ancestor, their ancestors being one of the, the sort of the betrayer kingdom. Um, and after wandering, you found them looting these ossuaries of, of long dead dwarves. You've leapt in the action, dispatched the hill folk with relative ease. A couple of you took some hits. Uh, but as the last of Lottie's kind started to flee down this adjacent tunnel, you heard this giant and terrible beast just erupted from the darkness, growling, mauled the guy, dragged him away. It was a beast not unlike the carvings you saw from the elf Marathel and Forlond, uh, and also very much a Reniel like the beast you and uh, Marimbem saw as you were crossing over top of a mountain crevasse near Othringold. Uh, some a beast native or at least from angmar so we will pick up right there uh, as we have just finished this um this sort of this fight and you just hear the the growl and you hear the screams of the hill folk and you even hear them as they start to slowly fade and become more and more desperate and gurgling and then they go quiet. 
as this person's been dragged away. There are a couple other bodies scattered about. What are you all doing? How are we responding to this? Everyone back away. This dark beast down that tunnel. I've, I've seen that before, but not nowhere close to here. You've seen that? I have. With Maribem, when we were in the ice. That does not... That doesn't help me, I'm sorry. Uh, Bloy is right, run away. Uh, but we but we can't, because they mentioned that they, they encountered other dwarves here. What if they're it's... in danger to that beast? We don't need to avoid it. We don't need to leave the tunnel. Once swipe from the thing, and I might be split in half. I'm not looking too good myself either. Take it another time, we will tell you more of the horrors that we've seen. Hold you to that. And then in this chamber, I'll scan around and see if there's another path. Okay, so there are a couple paths out of here. That's not an issue. So in the room, there were several of these uh, dwarven carved, like they're carved like in the shape of dwarves, like lying uh, on their backs in armor, hands kind of crossed over, usually a weapon or something like that, like an axe or a sword uh, or a shield. And it's all kind of carved crude stone. Um, Doesn't look to have the uh, sort of the precision and the refinement that you're used to from where you're at. Like it, but it, nonetheless, you can tell there's a crude craftsmanship quality to it, you know. And there are a handful of these pillars that you can tell have been have been placed and reinforced, like sh- constructed. Uh, they, they're not like natural cave. Uh, there does appear to be some kind of rough-hewn st- uh, like tile of some kind. And you can see a couple different paths leading out, most of which, with the exception of the place where the, the man was dragged away, all of them seem like they are properly arched. So the creature seemed to drag him as he tried to escape down this natural crack in the wall. Like it's sort of some sort of like cave opening as opposed to a hall. Uh, there are a few bodies on the ground as well. Uh, you took care of most of them. Um, you do see that one or two are probably near death and bleeding out, but not completely dead just yet. What do you guys want to do? I'll lead everyone down that hall, stepping over the... Bleeding bodies. This way. Okay. All right. You guys all do this? Yes, we'll follow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All of you take a point of shadow. Uh, Gilly wants to put those out of their suffering that aren't dead. All of you but Gilly take a point of shadow. I knew I should have stopped. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> these aren't, these aren't like, you know, evil orcs. They're just I didn't want to argue with Floyd. He's. Yeah. yeah. Oh damn. Uh obviously uh I would say I would say you can make um I think just not just take this is this isn't to me this is less this is like the other one. What's that other category? It's like greed, uh but not quite. Um mm. this is gonna be like a this isn't like a fear or a dread, this is just sort of doing right. a, a thing. So take a point of shadow for uh sort of the stepping over the bodies of these uh these people. Uh but Gilly, you kneel down a few like two of them you would say are like one of them is literally on their last breaths and they kind of like reach out with this sort of bloody hand like kind of looking at you but you can you can tell it's like they're looking at you and and then 
like they fade off. Like they think they see something, their eyes suddenly widen and then they fade off. The next one, as you go over to them, you can tell doesn't really, again, need um, a whole lot of push. If you were closer to you know, civilization, you might be able to find some way to, to stabilize them, but you can tell that their wounds are, sev- are severe. Uh, like mm-hmm. you all really cut through them pretty heavily. Um, easy to forget that these are just people. Uh, they're not yeah. orcs. They're not undead. They're just people who have gone down a dark path. Um, but you wait. And this one is a little bit more conscious. And kind of, as they reach their hand out, you do the kind of same thing. You, you grab mm-hmm. it. They, like, pull you in almost, like, for a second, it actually looks a little nervous. Like, like they're going to mm-hmm. do something to you. But they get, like, right in their face, right in your face. Their blood kind of coming out of their mouth. And they're like, if the beast doesn't take you, the spirits that roam this place, they'll steal your warmth and your breath, little one. No more. No more will the people of the South forget that we share this land with you. Lottie will see to our vengeance. And then it just kind of fades. Lights kind of dimming in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And what do you Gilly, do? Gilly stands up from that, and she does the nice thing where she kind of like crosses their arms over their chest, but she can't really move them too much since they're so much larger than her. Um, I, I, I'm sorry it came to this, and and then she'll stand up and and follow after the group. Okay, so if you're leaving, uh, if you recall, we're doing kind of a, a sort of a modified, uh, not so much a skill endeavor, but like the exploration of this place. Uh, this 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 is essentially a maze, like a labyrinth of as a mixture of old mining tunnels, natural cave openings, and what looked like places where the dwarves who spent time here likely tried to uh, long ago, likely tried to create some sort of semblance of a hall. Uh, characteristic of like the gla- of glad rock or cragstone or harmelt the places that you've been so far uh so what this means is that someone's got to roll either an explore or a riddle uh, to try to navigate and find something and not just get lost and kind of turned around and around uh again you can do a different uh a different skill but it's going to be ill-favored is really explore and riddle the only ones that really make sense here so if you're looking to progress i'll continue um since i did it Sorry, go ahead, Floyd. Yeah, I was saying I'll continue the lead here and just do a scan or explore. Explore? Okay. Yeah, go yeah. for it, man. Ooh, that's a Gandalf right off the bat. No, it isn't. Don't lie. Put the de- put the special D12 away and get the real <laughs> one out. All right. So that's a success. Okay. Let me roll to see what happens to you, buddy. Okay. Um So as you're kind of pushing through, you you're kind of traveling down this this path that seems to like you can feel yourself Floyd especially, Daggett too probably. You can feel yourself going deeper 
getting deeper. Like you can feel yourself descending. And even when you kind of make these turns and these shifts, you can feel yourself continuing to descend, to descend, like you're going down these old uh, mining paths. Uh, most of the time you're seeing evidence of like reinforcement beams and like this was, this isn't just sort of a natural place, but eventually like that gives way and you kind of like kind of have to climb down a bit, something that looks like it's suffered a, a terrible rupture. Uh, you can hear the sounds of like distant underground springs or streams or ponds, the sound of, sound of, uh, of, of water for sure. Eventually though, you, you get this faint smell of smoke that's kind of wafting through uh, this this kind of spacing in the rock. Like you can, you're looking around this uh, this craggy clearing that's maybe twenty feet across, and you can see that on one side there is a very clear tunnel that continues onward, uh, but a few feet off to the right of it, there's like almost like a, a series of juxtaposed like rocks. These kind of strange. Uh, chunks of uh, of maybe six, seven foot tall, uh, craggy rocks that don't really have any specific shape to them, and you can see the kind of this glittering of some kind of metal or some kind of ore uh, from within. But it's from between those like close groupings, almost like eggs being stacked next to each other, that you notice like this small little stream, very very faint uh, of smoke, kind of weaving out. When you kind of peek through. Floy, since you're leading, you see what looks to be a woman. Uh, she's clad in what looks like white and gray furs and skins. And she seems to be, as you're watching her, she has a small blade, very crude blade in her hand. Uh, and she's holding it over this low fire that she's made in this little alcove, this dark alcove that there's only the, the flame is kind of giving it a little bit of light. And as you're watching, she takes it and she presses it against a, her leg that she has kind of unwrapped from these furs and skins. And you can see that there's a, a bad wound there. And then you can you see her as she goes, and she stifles a scream. Uh, she does not appear to be dressed in the same types of clothing that you've seen the hill folk. And she is most certainly not a dwarf, as she's likely roughly Arineal's height. I'll just scurry in introduce hello okay as you step in she immediately leaps up puts the fire between you and her and she like holds the knife in your direction she speaks the accent is very peculiar very thick uh you still kind of recognize it it's you know it's sort of the same almost very similar in the way to kind of the way that like a renial might speak but in and sort of like you can tell like there's a there's a heavy dialect to it. Um but she she says something the equivalent of no further dwarf. And she seems to be like kind of wincing from pain. It's okay. We're not gonna hurt you. I've got four of my friends here. Or three of them actually. I don't know to count. <laughs> um <laughs> Tell you what, roll a roll like a courtesy. Ooh, can I tap into the magic of my Twilight Ruby? Sure. As you as it maybe as you like hop back, like it just kind of pops out from like where you have it tucked underneath your your jackets. You pull on out. It flickers in the firelight. Go ahead and roll. 
just one success. Okay. So she'll say, um, how are you different from the other dwarves in here? Again, very heavy kind of very heavy dialect, like very heavy on like the like the K's, like her her K's are hitting like really really hard, and as she holds the knife up, she doesn't put it away, but you can tell that like there's a tension that starts to leave a little bit from her, uh, but she still has the knife up. Where are these friends of yours? I'll sort of wave them in. The Oathbreakers speak of, I'm. Looking for them myself. She kind of like winces at that, and like she plays the word "oathbreaker" over in her mouth a few, as if it doesn't really make oathbreaker. She. So the rest of you, as you come in, you see the same thing. Orinial uh, and I'll say Gilly. Both of you uh, can roll a lore test. Um. Yeah, well, you can go roll Lord Tess. I think the two of you would be the most likely. Uh, that's a fail. All right. How about you, Gilly? That is a great success. So, Gilly, you probably read some tales here and there, especially as you go went through Oswald Breaker's uh, library from time to time, as he as he tries to chronicle. Like the history of the northern of the Arner kingdoms and the Arthedain, Arner, Rudire, Carlin, etc. And you have heard of the people, uh, the Lossith, uh, or sometimes the the snowmen of the forest shell, uh, and that there uh, a pe- there are people that you know humans uh, that live far to the north, uh, well away from you know the the, the main stretch of, of area door from the hills of Evendem to. Uh, to Bree, to the, uh, you know, to the to the Lost Realms and Cardolan and stuff like, very very far to the north by the Ice Bay of Forishell, and that there are stories of 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 scattered communication over time uh, with certain rangers, like they might come uh, into into kind of contact with them. Most of the time, these people stay north of the bay, uh, but every now and then they they will like when the when the weather strikes they might travel southward and you know for hunting and things like that so from the the stuff that you've read the clothing the way she speaks the heavy accent uh it's still some variants of like you know of western like the the main language of of like you know our common basically Mm uh but it's it's just different like you can tell it's a heavier dialect it's like speaking to somebody who who might have like a very heavy cajun dialect doesn't sound like that but it's that thickness to it it's recognizable but different all at the same time and Mm. you would probably you'd probably conclude that this this far north ice bay is not too far from here like a day or two's travel you can probably reach the uh reach the shores could be that you said Lossith people? Yeah, so, yeah, you could call it, like, the Forest Shell, uh, the Lossith, L-O-S-S-O-T-H. Um, those are, there's a couple different ways in which they're referred to. Okay. Uh, and when he's like, and these are my friends, Gilly pops out. Hi, I'm Gilly Cattlegrass. 
And she kind of like recoils a bit as she looks at you. And then she looks over towards Floy. Your, your women are small dwarf. I'm a, I'm a hobbit. 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 And again, she's like playing the word mm-hmm. around in her mouth a bit. What's this hobbit? Um, and she just kind of like points to herself. <laughs> we love food. It's right here. Potatoes. Um, I leisurely things. Uh, my parents grow sweet grass. Grass is sweet. We'll sm- we'll smoke some, uh, maybe if we become friends. Why would grass be sweet? Uh, it tastes sweet. And she just looks confused, just at these these strange references you're making. And then she where, continues. Good, good. Where are you, where's your friends? Are you here alone? She kind of hesitates, but Floy, you did pass the courtesy. She'll say, "My party, we were separated. There are others here who are." Aggressive. We uh, we were attacked by well, we were attacked by creatures of of snow, and we saw your dwarves as well. They greedy, but no violence towards us. They did not see us, but then. The others came as well. Tall, like this one. And she kind of nods in the direction of her arineal. Did they have tat markings on their yes. face? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they shouldn't be a problem anymore. Uh, she kind of shakes her head. They have, they have taken some of my people. Oh, we ran into four of them, Um, but the beast the last one your people like weren't beast? there what beast um and Gilly took the time to sketch it uh previously when she saw the statue so she gets her book out and she flips to that page and she shows her hmm it is like uh, like a bear but uglier and Something is. She's gonna it's like hurting. Recoils. It's in pain. Are you? Um, I don't think you would know anything about that. Um, oh, I I just took a guess by how horrifically mm-hmm. in pain the statue looked. Okay, never mind. What statue? Remember when we saw the statues that? Uh, oh, oh, the, the sculpting. Okay. Yeah, it looked like mm-hmm. super in pain. Oh, okay. Um, you uh. So she, she'll look at you and she just sort of shakes her head. Like, not very good at illustration. Looks like... Yeah. And she sort of shakes her head before she insults you. And then says, uh, there are more than four. There were 20, at least. Large oh, group. Okay. Weapons. Armor. They are looking for something. We, we saw smoke. On the mountains, we came to look. 
spring is here, and we came to the forest to hunt, to gather, and we saw this these people, and she nods towards Floy and towards Daggett, they were scouring, there have not been dwarfs here in my lifetime. Why? Why are there so many of you here? Last year, this place was empty, save the whites. Our minds are running dry. Just felt the need to get a little bit of exercise, you know? Go for a little constitution. Kind of cocks her head at you. Exercise. Was there a woman with bright red hair? Hmm. Yes. Yes. And at that, Gilly looks kind of panicked at Floy and Arineal. Lottie, Lottie's here? It would appear. I do not name. But she is tall. Yes. She has hair of fire. Yes. Orders everyone to do her bidding. Yes. You see the dwarves and the tall ones together? No. I saw both separate. Dwarves. Greedy. Crude, but not violent. This one's people. Again, she sort of like nods in the direction of Renew. This one's people. Violent. Cruel. Shakes her head. How many of your people are out and about missing? Um, counting her, so she thinks there were six of us. Two are back by our boats. Four of us came into the hills. And you see me, so there are three. You think they're all together, or did the, did you all scatter? We were scattered. The whites attacked us. The snow grew and came at us, and we scattered. I have been searching for them. I found some, but they have been kept captive, bound by a large group of her people. Why are your people doing this? I... Claim no allegiance to them. We, in fact, for quite some time have been looking for them ourselves. You are absolutely right. They are violent and they are greedy. They have been searching, roaming the lands for items of value. And it appears that both... Lottie's group, the woman in charge, and the dwarves, and ourselves, as it were, are all in search of the same item in this area. For different purposes, for different ends. But that is how we all come to be here at the same time. She kind of nods, I have heard this. Treasure is a word they used, your people. Mm. Treasure. Hmm. We're looking. 
we also are not, and she sort of side eyes Floy a little bit um, and says, we are, we are not here for the collection of, of treasure, as it were. We actually do seek to use the item, not just own it for its value. We understand it to be a weapon and we have battles ahead of us in which that weapon could be used. So, just to clarify, Floy is looking for that weapon because Snagit and his people have it, not because it was here within the vaults. He's this this mine, right? It so, was stolen. Yeah. So Lottie would have no knowledge no idea. of this axe. They're here. You would conclude for some other purpose. Mm-hmm. So those are there's just sort of a kind of a confluence of events, but. Got it. Where did you see... Sorry, go ahead. You can ask the question, go ahead. Where did you see uh, the other of my people? The the dwarves? There are some, too. She kind of looks as if she doesn't... Like, you guys are in an alcove. They are not, not close to here. They are further to surface. They have barricaded themselves in a hole with stone statues. They uh, they bid us away when we approached, but they did not harm us at least. They are could not you close. take me there? I could. Excellent. It's decided. I could take you there. It's not the same as I will take you there. Will you take us there? Will you help me find my people? Of course. Absolutely. Good. It is settled. You will help me get my people, and then I will take you to your people. Then I'll plop down and rest for a bit. A short short rest if possible. She kind of looks down. She's like, how dare you? Uh, Sure, if you guys want to do a short rest, that's fine. Uh, Oh, man, I'm not an elf anymore. My short rest sucks. Oh, that's a shame. Uh So I like to uh, play the rules as written. Remember, (laughs) you recover endurance points equal to your strength rating. If you're wounded, I don't think any of you are, but if you're wounded, you don't recover anything. So you just basically get your strength back in endurance. And then that's an opportunity if anybody wanted to refill hope with some fellowship, yeah, which I don't think we've reset our fellowship back up to. I don't think any you've used any yet, this no. this phase, so this yeah, adventuring but... phase. So if you wanted to, now is the time. I'm good. Okay. Thank you. I'm good. A little time passes. You exchange stories. She tells you a little bit about the layout, what she's seen. You kind of share a little bit of whatever it is you want to share and kind of grow some, some trust. Maybe Gilly, you help out with her wound a bit, which she has dressed herself, and you can see that she's kind of cauterized, like cauterized this, this wound. Uh, but maybe you help that out, kind of build a little bit of trust. Uh, but after a little bit of time, she gets up, pulls the 
the kind of the fur back over covering her leg once more she picks up this this knife puts it back in her belt and you can see nearby she has a weapon uh, you can tell it's like a it's a bow she picks it up and looks sort of you know it's a short bow it doesn't look like it would fire too far um but she says then let's just go find my people rescue them and then we will look for your dwarfs did you say why yes. they're being held captive I do not know why other than they found us they think we might know what is the in treasure here is. I know not of it none of us know of it we have not seen people in these parts for generations not in my lifetime occasionally we will find a a stranger along the southern shores of the bay but never so many as this and we have not come to this halls before some dead king they say treasures power we care not for these things we are here for the hunt we are here for supplies and the smoke is just the curiosity that brought us here and we'll find them Good. My leg is wounded. I move slow. You will leave no the rush. We will go together. Good. And then she takes a couple steps, stops. And then she, and then she looks to you all. You all are. Your kind is different. We would have exchanged names where I am from. I am Helvi. Floyd. Yes. Floyd. Daggett. Daggett. Giddy. Kettle grass. Who smokes mm. sweet grass. Yes. Indeed. Arineal, daughter of Morio. Yes. And then she kind of turns and looks like kind of expectantly towards Floyd or anybody else. Is like, again, she's limping the whole time. So, like, she's. Yeah. kind of waiting for someone else and so we'll go back yeah. to the search then yeah so anybody who wants to be the one to pick up the, the riddle or the explorer as you continue the search around uh, I can do a riddle roll okay uh, that's just a regular success okay so very nice uh, so yeah, I have like a little system I'm using here so then, Thankfully, I only had to hit 14. <laughs> okay, so then. So. You guys kind of continue to travel. You're moving about. You kind of lose any. There's no real ground anymore. As you. Like, it's just rock. And sometimes you're crawling over top. As opposed, and like you're tripping, there's pits, there's crevices. Eventually, though, uh, as you're wandering through the darkness, you you see almost like the reverse of what you were in, where the dwarf ossuaries were, 
where you see like this this sudden like vertical crevice. Yeah, it's almost like this slash, like this forward slash in the wall. And you look through it and you can see this hewn and very ornate passageway on the other side of this rocky uh, this rocky crevice. You can see that the ceiling from you know from th- on the other side is like it's arched and decorative. You look up and you can see there's what looks to be some attempts of, of decoration. It doesn't look again completed, but it's there. And you see that there is this kind of rusted and unlit chandelier that as you look at it, you can tell it's like swinging ever so faintly. Just like a little bit back and forth, like barely an inch in any direction. You can see that there is, um, Gilly, if you're out in front, makes sense. You're kind of small and there's a lot of like, like sort of weaving that you have to do. Everyone can get through there, but it's a little bit easier for you. You can see a large hole is open beyond where that chandelier is hanging. And you can see though, through it, there's like, it almost, it almost seems like light is coming down. You're not sure if it's like sunlight, torchlight. You're not exactly sure, but there's light coming through it. And you also see like there's this dripping icy water and sleet that's coming down. And right as you're getting ready to like sort of push through whatever it might be, Gilly, you hear a sound. You hear the sounds of like crackling ice that just weave into your mind a bit. Nobody else seems to react to it at all. And it's like a thundering sound. Mm-hmm. And just as about you're about to step forward and that, that noise hits, it gives you pause. And you look as a chunk of this dirt-stained ice in the ground and this kind of coated in grime shifts atop of what looks like you know, the, the ground itself as a drop of water, you know, like drops onto it and it kind of unfurls into something that's seemingly humanoid in shape, but is ultimately like this compacted sort of automaton of like snow and ice. It's just sort of this, this weird grouping and you feel a hand on your shoulder and you look back and there's Helvi. And she kind of pulls you back a bit. This is one of the whites. They are made of... They have no legs or arms. They are... They reach for what they can get, and that is snow. Mm. And ice and grime. That is all that gives them shape. We have encountered them before. They are... They are very dangerous creatures of of death and hate we should avoid them if we can they will they will get your scent and they will follow you they haunt the mountain it is one of the reasons we don't come here very often we merely stay in the forests to the south of here So Gilly will make everybody back up with Helvi. There's Hel- a there's a white head. Uh, should we go another way or a white what? Uh, and and <laughs> Gilly's like, do you want 
the definition, it's it's like an evil spirit. Helvi, did you mention spirit? that you come here to fight? You hunt them? These whites? No, they fought. No, I did not say that. I said this is why we don't come here, because mm-hmm. they are here and they hunt. When they get your scent, they will follow you until they catch you. We have lost. Are they following you? Hunter. No, not I. What? What are their weaknesses when we come across them? How do we fight them? She kind of looks strangely at you. Why would you want to fight them? You can avoid them. They are there. We go there. There are many other tunnels here. All of them go this way or that, and they come up onto the mountain through an old entrance or through a, a, a cracking stone. We have no need to fight it. Reef, we have at times had to fight things we did not want to fight, but we yeah. will follow your advice and avoid it as much as we can. There's no need to fight it. Very few times are there needs to fight. More often, in my experience, people fight when they think they have been backed into a corner, but in reality, it is just their their pride that forced them into it. Nothing else. No, 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 no. We do what the hobbit says. We find another way. I can I can take the lead in trying to find another way. Okay. Go ahead. Perhaps and that. we should try to find a place for to rest for the night. Uh if my people are close by, you know, we could stay with them for protection. We, we made a deal. No, we'll still help you find your people, but you know, we just came out of a fight. There's some beasts they're white spirits just saying you know a barricade sounds pretty good to you know rest recover you're injured we made as you i'm i'm not changing the deal the deal is made we will make the deal why but we can rest why do you think they will not harm my people i i never why said they wouldn't sleeping, harm your people my people might be suffering we just it was just a, a suggestion, just you know, throwing ideas out there, trying to foster you know some community spirit. You know, give a little, take a little. That's all. Uh, Reniel, uh rolled a uh, eighteen over sixteen on her explorer with an extra six, so a great success. Okay. You guys, like, never fail rolls. It's ridiculous. Ever. Uh, all right. Um, Don't lump me in with these cheaters. I fail all my rolls in this game. That's true, Steven. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it was a good thing that uh, Explorer is favored for me because I would have had a Sauron. But luckily, I rolled it at favored, so I didn't have Arineal, to you, you take the, the party down a different path. Um, okay. Uh, Tip Scott, thank you, man. Appreciate oh. that. Enjoy Tucson. <laughs> oh man uh melissa you're keeping track of those right yes okay awesome 
you take a different tact. You go away from that crack in the wall that led back to like hewn stone and you continue to go through what is effectively like this really, really rough stretch to the point where like you hear Helvi periodically grimace as she's trying to, with her, her severely cut wounded leg, Gilly, you saw it, like she would be the equivalent wounded, basically. This is like trying to clamber over top of it. At a certain point, though, as you kind of climb down, you stumble for a bit. You kind of hit this slick slide that's just some kind of water dripping down from above kind of cause this runoff and sort of this smooth decline. And all of you kind of slip down for a few feet and then a couple others. And then you kind of come tumbling down into what looks like this this relatively hexagonal-shaped room. Uh, you can see that there's been attempts for these huge, big stone slabs uh, but as you look out, you see this tunnel, or at least a cave opening, and originally you hear something kind of wafting through them. You hear, <laughs> that the sound of some heavy, heavy and labored breathing. And Ernia will go back to everyone. I, I, that, that sounds, I, I will, someone should perhaps quietly take a look at what that is, but that sounds quite, uh, large. Um, I'm not the best at, uh, stealthing. Shit. Okay. I'm just trying to imagine. Trying to imagine Lord of the Rings, right? I'm trying to imagine like Aragorn and like, you know, and Gimli and Legolas and such, like kind of wandering around. And then there's this like sound of some kind of like monstrous snoring. I just, I'm trying to depict Aragorn being like, yeah, I probably shouldn't go up and check it. Somebody else should do this. Not me. Not, not this badass ranger, you know? Someone else could. Someone else could say, "Hey, uh, 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 you know, Pippin, you got this, right? You're small." <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaming Melissa. Sorry, I'm trying to bait. Trying her. to share the. I'm trying to bait her. Uh, um, who, who's sneaking up? Jeff, I have a useful item of uh, cloth padding for my armor, uh, and it like ties it in places, and it's like where all the metal would meet. It, it's padded to hopefully give me a little bit better stealth. Can I use that in this case? You have, you have a padding. I have of, a useful item have? for stealth. What's Cloth it called? Padding Cloth that, padding. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's a useful item just for stealth because I I sure. like being stealthy. Yeah. I get you. It, I figured it wouldn't help for say, like visual, but for like sound. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. I get what you're <laughs> that's saying. That's right. Yeah, okay. Cool. Cool. Can you um, also go? Yeah. Sure. Both of you can roll. Yeah. Team up. Let's do this. See, I'm building relationships. Could have done it on my own. Building the fellowship. The rebuild. <laughs> uh, so I am still weary, so all those threes I rolled don't count. Uh, okay. But I did roll a Gandalf. I thought you just Here I was saying that I don't said. cheat, and You're here I rolled a Gandalf. Cheaters. Okay. Uh, how'd you do, Gilly? <laughs> I got a great success, so I would like to enact my um, art of disappearing. 
Okay. Ooh, nice. So yeah. you're effectively invisible. This is probably the first time that such a thing has happened around Daggett. Uh, yeah. So Daggett, the two yeah. of you are sneaking first up time and in sneaking a while. up. You're right next to each other, and all of a sudden, you just completely lose track of Gilly. As you're in the darkness, there's no light, and like you don't hear her anymore. You don't see any any sort of movements in the dark. She just sort of just sort of seems to out stealth you, man. Where'd you go? And then you hear Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a quiet shut up <laughs> alright Gilly you you're I'm gonna say with your with your extra stealthiness you get a little bit further ahead a little faster as Daggett like lingers for a moment to look for you and then eventually catches up but what you both see um, is a very large chamber uh, which is, I would say, punctuated by what appears to be a very large pile of bones uh, in carcasses and what appears to also be a very large bear-like beast, almost, I would say, in the neighborhood of uh, not quite gargantuan, but getting closer there, uh, that seems to be dozing atop of it. And... I would say that it was, we said that it was uh, a Rineal who saw the creature. I think the rest of you heard it maybe, but but Gilly, you would be familiar with the face from Mayerthel's uh, engravings or carvings and the stories that Rineal shared as well, both recent and also uh, from Othrangul or from, from Angmar. You can see, as both of you are looking around, that there are carcasses of indeterminate from this distant origin, uh, but you can tell most certainly that it doesn't appear to just be deer, uh, but also looks to be bears, uh, you can tell, uh, and also people. Uh, you can see the what looks like something horrific has transpired here. Uh, Daggett, you also know that scattered, you can also see that scattered within these piles, there are some shiny, shiny bits as well. Some really... Interesting looking things buried beneath those bones. You see the the flash of a You wouldn't get me if I was still soaring deer, but uh I know. yeah, I'm gonna go look. I'm very excited. You're gonna get up there? Oh yeah. Just, Shiny, why not? Let me just make a little pile here really quickly. My my best friend <laughs> Floyd would be very upset with me if I didn't bring something back for him. Okay. Uh let me just make a quick little pile uh to see if this this creature is going to to see you. Oh, a pile of dice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was a really funny realization. <laughs> so you start creeping in, Daggett. And as you get closer, first of all, you notice most certainly the what looks like the torso. The the sort of des- like ripped apart torso of a dwarf. Like you could unmistakable. Uh, you can see like the the sort of the, the the basic clothing, the shape, the stature. You're Just you also the torso. No, no identifying features. Nothing identifying. Um, you also notice that that's not the only body here. You see signs of those hill folk. Um, you don't see any signs of like the Lusoth, like the and that sort of that sort of fur and leather clothing that she was wearing that Helvi wears. Uh, 
But as you get within maybe about 10 feet of this thing, it stirs. I freeze. And its head just just looks up. And it's kind of... And you, this horrible, wet, sniffing sound. And you see as it sniffs in, it breathes back out. And what, if you recall, it's got this, like, humanoid sort of face visage to it that's mixed with bear. It's just, it's the most, it's, it's a very weird amalgamation of creatures. And as it, as it kind of breathes out, you see just this saliva just wrenches free, kind of flails outward. Its eyes, as they open up, are kind of this super pale, almost bluish color. And they're kind of staring around. You manage to quickly huddle behind this fallen chunk of stone. As you look up and you see that above there is there was pro- a proper ceiling at one point, but there's all sorts of places where it's fallen through. But you've managed to crouch down behind this big block. Uh, it does not seem to immediately notice notice you, but it seems a little bit more alert than it was a moment ago. Uh, Gilly, what are you doing? Um, Gilly was wandering ahead uh, and then she probably also noticed some bodies and so she was just checking to see um, like is one of them Snagit? Like, because that's really the only one that she would recognize. You go, you go inside? Oh, uh, I thought everything I described was what you guys saw from the opening. Steven specifically said Daggett went further in. Do you actually go into the room? You have treasure. No, because she's not mm. treasure. Okay. So you can watch though as Daggett very carefully moves. It's very dark in here. You don't really see any light. Uh, there's like like a, what looks like some vague kind of light coming down from some of the of the chunks of stone above, but it's really. It's just mostly contours and reflections off of metals and gemstones and things like that that seem to be piled up within the bones. Um, but then you hear suddenly the creature stir, and you watch as like Daggett like quickly slides and crouches behind this big block. And a couple beats, and the creature, their head is still up, just sort of looking around. But as much as they're looking, and you can see like this very pale reflection in their eyes they're also like sniffing and almost like tasting the air with their mouth looking up you said parts of the ceiling have fallen through do i see sky or does it lead to like another cavern as you look up you can see that somewhere in the neighborhood of about 20 feet above you you see this like big old chunk of the ceiling is missing and you actually see what looks like the flickering of firelight. Like someone, like 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 either a fire or a torch or something like that is up there. All right. I still want to freeze and I just want to wait for it to like calm down. Okay. Uh, Gilly, are you, want, are you wanting to do anything in this, this, this time? Um... Gilly's got her bow ready um, just in case to make a distraction more than anything, like try and ping it off a wall or something if it starts to take notice of Daggett. Okay. Uh, are Floyd and Arineal doing anything? They've been gone for a couple moments, uh, two, three minutes maybe. Maybe maybe up to five as Daggett 
creeps inside. Do you do you two do anything? I'll keep my ears open. Okay. Yeah, same. I think we're just listening for a sound to indicate right. that something is needed. So after a moment or two, Daggett, you hear the settling of the bones again. You hear... And you no longer hear that heavy sniffing and snorting. As you think the creature has probably settled back down. You do like a little brave peek around or over the top of the stone, and you no longer see those pale, pale glowing eyes. I want to give it another five minutes or so uh, to just let it really settle in. Okay. Uh, and then I'll see what shiny things are nearby. Okay. So let it hit that REM cycle. Exactly. Wow. Uh, that's a patience that's a, is a virtue. So within reach of you there, again, this room is just filled with carcasses and bones and they're just, it's just sleeping on top of like they've shifted around the room every now and then where the pile might be. But this, this whole room is just like, ugh, just hideous. You are, you managed to sort of reach out and find underneath one of these old piles of bones. It's less, less like there isn't like any recent carcass here. Uh, you managed to pull out from underneath it. What looks like this for lack of a better term, uh, this sort of like, beautiful green gem uh, that's probably about the size of your fist like it's just huge green it's crude there's like it's not been like carved or or, or sort of crafted in any particular way uh, but as you as you pull it out and that little light from above you can kind of see it give just a, a faint bit of green onto your hands and onto your your clothes uh, that would be worth a total of treasure three hey wow as you turn though you notice that with this light, with this this gem, you look on the ground, and you realize the ground is 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 fairly ornate. Um, like there's there's something to this place. Like this place looks to be quite quite amazing. Like the there's like this chiseled frieze around the uh, around some of these stones here and there, as if there might have been a mosaic that was in progress. Uh, and you notice that some of the like the, when you when you go up to the st- this pile of bones, you notice that like it underneath it, as is sort of built on top of it, is some kind of raised platform, and you realize like that's the same thing that the one it's on now, like that kind of where the li- like the the more fleshy carcasses all, and there's like these different things here and there that suggest uh, that there was some kind of you know adornment in the room, uh, and it's not just this like vague cave. I'll uh, take the gym and try to quietly walk out of the room. Okay. Um, and regroup with Gilly. Okay. And you can do that. It did not. Uh, and by the way, I didn't roll like a ton of dice. I rolled, I rolled effectively two dice, two d12s, uh, and they just bounced into the rest of my dice. That's why it sounded a lot worse than it is. But I let it go because oh, okay. you guys were nervous, <laughs> and so I just said, eh, "Let them think." I, I wasn't nervous. Like, I could have one v one it. <laughs> I thought you were using like a table or something to determine like what the bone pile was, and then I was like, "Wait, no, it's a pile of dice." <laughs> Fuck. Usually, when I don't know like how they're going to react at times and things, like I'll just roll like a d twelve and I'll use sort of like the the hazard chart as a way of like determining their reaction. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'll roll it favored, so two d twelve take the the worst in this case for you guys, better for me. And so that's kind of yep. what I did. But I rolled. Uh, 
I rolled two tens, so you guys were fine. Uh, all right, so <laughs> you step back out, you regroup with Gilly. You're a few feet down the hallway, or down this this sort of rocky cavern. You've got this beautiful green rugged gem in your hands, Daggett. That's worth uh, uh, quite a bit. What do you want to do? When we get far enough away that we can like whisper talk without like any fear, uh, mm-hmm. I would talk to Gilly and I. You see this gem right here? There's there's a dwarven legend about this gem. This is this is quite rare. They call this the sweetgrass gem. There's a story of a hobbit that no no there there was a hobbit warrior that slayed a dragon near here, and this gem came from its horde. I think this should stay with its people, and I hand her the gem. Are you proposing to me? Is this a dwarf <laughs> custom? No, no, I no. Don't, uh, I don't no, know you no. that well. I, it, it, it's a relic of your people. Uh, that's all. Oh, okay. Friendship. Got it. Okay. And she, she'll just put it in her back. Okay. Uh, uh, we could. Yeah. So sure. You've got. So put then treasure regroup three. when we can. Yeah. And then you regroup with the others. That's the sweet grass gem. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Jeff was like, God damn it, you keep giving away treasure. Oh, no, this one's It's fine. staying in the party this time. This one's at least in the party. Exactly, yeah. All right, so <laughs> they come back. They brief you on what they see, I assume? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, tell them everything and tell them this appears to be, I, I would say it was a dwarven hall of some point. Uh, that was a great room and there were pillars that supported the roof and I saw fire up above which makes me think that there's another room up there uh, it could be my people, it could be the, the hill, hill folk. folk but regardless, someone's staying just directly above us is that the only way through? I did not see a way up yeah, you didn't see way. I would not up. recommend that we go through there again. That that creature was a very light sleeper. Plenty what of places you... you could go, by the way, in terms of like circuitousness. Like, don't worry about specific like gridding. Um, but yeah, like there, you didn't see another way up though. Uh, it did. I agree. It did look like a treasury. So perhaps that might be Lottie's people above. Let's see if we can find a way. Okay. Do you find a way? Does that mean going inside and climbing up, or does that mean going back to circuitous? Okay. Yes. Uh, Go ahead and roll your. uh, So, someone take the lead. Start. Start backtracking. Finding Um, a different way. I guess I'll roll this time because I kind of saw. So I'll try to navigate that direction. Uh, Do an explore. Let's say. Uh, that is three successes. Okay, that's very, my dice are on good. fire tonight. Wow, eight six this six. Is so different from Erebon's sword right? here. <laughs> this game's okay. easy mode. No, I would disagree. Okay, so you start kind of backtracking a ways. And eventually, 
you kind of look for again sort of a route upward so you're you're kind of prioritizing these paths these tunnels etc anything that might suggest vertical ascent and it takes a little bit of time because more than once you kind of go up and then go back down others you kind of go up just to kind of continue going up in the opposite cardinal direction from where you were intending to go and so you do find yourselves frequently having to kind of turn around and turn around and all that kind of stuff eventually however you do manage to push in sort of what you think is the directions you wanted to go tag it and you find what looks to be this this kind of large almost like kind of double wide tunnel uh, and you can see that kind of carved into the basic stone there were the beginnings of what looks like some sort of like frame for it and you can even recognize you know some of these sort of common dwarven runes uh, kind of symbolic of certain aspects of the mountain right and as you're kind of pushing through you hear the sounds of people you hear the sounds of clinking of talking and you hear the sound you hear that like you you can you can smell what sounds like uh you know it smells like uh like something cooking now you're not judging by your like assessment you don't think you've managed to go all the way back in the direction of where that layer was but you're kind of moving in that direction at the very least but you can hear the sounds of people like and they're 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 through that kind of double wide passageway uh, with the strange runes over top of it. What would you like to do? Safe to say that it sounds like more than three people. You hear several voices. Uh, I would just motion for us to stay quiet. I do not believe these are the Osseth people. And I would start walking towards them just not like right out in the open, but just trying to get closer to see what we're looking at or what we're close to. Okay. Uh, reroll that stealth since this is a different situation. Can I use my uh, padding again? Yeah, I guess. I'll go with them here. Okay. Same thing. Jeff, I'm a cheating bastard. Uh, I got a Gandalf great success. Okay. I got a 14 success. I think, statistically speaking, the amount of times you guys roll Gandalfs is inexplicable. <laughs> Remember all the Saurons that we were rolling when we were, like, in Angmar? We kept, like, adding to the, like... <laughs> I rolled so many in Angmar. Floyd, would you roll? A 14 success. Okay. So the two of you actually do manage to sneak up, and you can see that there is a large group of hill folk that they have apparently made their camp within some isolated isolated hall and there appears to be a cave-in on one side of it and you can see what looks like fading evening light cast down onto the slope as there's like a like a, a cave-in slope that goes up to the surface of the mountain and as if they're just kind of underneath it and there's a faint bit of like what appears to be rain falling or sleet falling and you notice that there are, as you count up, there are 11 of these hill folk. Uh, and you can see that a few, a few of them are cooking. 
Some of them are eating. Uh, but you also notice that there are three bound people dressed very similarly to Helvi, uh, kind of uh, like kind of off to the far end uh, of this uh, of this hall. Uh, you don't notice any hole in the ground to suggest this goes back down uh, to the uh, to the lair. But at the very least, you have found this like pack of, of hill folk in these these Lothus, uh, Lothus people. I've taken an idea on how closely they're watching them. Uh, you can tell that there are two people uh, right next to where they are bound. Like there's like two guards immediately on them. And like where they're being held is on the far side of the camp. So like if they were to try to escape, they would have to literally go through the full camp of people. Can we see how many hill folk there are or about? You can count 11. 11. 11. And I'll whisper to Floy. I'll take the six on the right. You take the five on the left. And uh, if they weren't hostages, I would, but got to be a bit careful here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Should we return? Yeah, after I get a little better layout. Uh, it's just an empty room, sort of a dead end, or so it's it's a it's a hall. It's like a it's like a large dwarf hall. So like it's a pretty standard thing. You can see that there's pillars and things that kind of go down the center, uh, like and there's there's like kind of pairings of them along the way, fairly ornate. They look to have at one point been holding the ceiling of, but like the whole right hand side, all but one pillar has completely collapsed, and that's where you see that kind of incline going up to the surface. Uh, you don't know for certain, uh, but there likely was, you would imagine just from like the architecture and the layout, there was probably some kind of connective tunnel on the right-hand side that likely caused like the instability there and allowed for the collapse. Off to the left in this large hall, which is about 50, 50 feet deep, you can tell, uh, you don't see kind of anything along the left-hand side to suggest like other passageways here or there and nothing in the ground. It really does feel like they've that there's only two ways in one of them from where you're at and the other one being kind of up to the surface of the mountain. Got it. I'll regroup. Okay. So we backtrack, share what you've seen. It's a whole lot of them. Don't know how we get through this peacefully. Do we have anything they want? I don't believe so. They trade. They did attack Helvi's people on site, right? Yes. They were. When we were came close to the. The mine to investigate the smoke by the dwarves. They came at us violently and forced us to forced us to run, we encountered the whites, and we had to scatter. They are very territorial, I think. There is something here perhaps they want. I wonder if we could make a commotion and draw some out so we're not fighting all eleven at once. I, I agree with that tactic it, it also seems if from your descriptions Floyd and Daggett that the folks that are being held are 
all the way at the other side of the room, I, I do wonder if perhaps we should try to come from the other direction. To How many like entrances and exits did we see in the room? Two. Just yeah, there was the one from above. Yeah. 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 It, it seems if if we can, as in these situations, if we can get them free, that will help the numbers slightly. Did, did they appear still uh, conscious and bound? Yeah, they were bound. It seemed fine. That is good. We could free them and they could assist. Then we have to find a way up. The other path leads down. So I, I do want to point out that you guys have been moving around in these mm -hmm. tunnels and caves for hours and hours, like all day. Mm -hmm. And you haven't yet found another way back out. Like, like you found occasional time, like, like what you see here, the idea of light coming back down. So you certainly could do what you're, you're thinking of doing, but that's not going to, there's no guarantee that by the time you get back out there that they haven't moved on because it will likely be hours by the time. Oh, really happens. long time. Yeah. I do prefer a straightforward fight, but I think the Hobbit might be right. An ambush is called for. We shall make a distraction to draw some out. And Rania will look to Helvi and just sort of assess if this is going to be a, a four on 11 or a five on 11. No, she's got a knife. She can move. Like she'll help for sure. So the hall or tunnel that we came from, going back, would we find like a crossroads or like a good ambush point if we go far enough back? Sure. Why don't you roll a uh, battle test as you look for a specifically good place to set up an ambush on your way. That back. was the question that I asked Arenial, uh <laughs> if, if we found uh, a good ambush for you. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, no, it's fine. Arenial can roll it. I don't care. Yeah, I can go back for <laughs> good uh, ambush points. It's a battle roll. I have thankfully not had to roll one of these in a little bit. I mean, I'm using battle sort of like a tactics thing. I don't know if that's really I what think it's fair. for so much. Yeah. Because it's under yeah. heart, not wits. So. Eh, I don't know. Okay. With my uh, Argolab's helm, I'm rolling a whole lot of dice here. Um, so it is a great success. Oh, okay. Uh, no, but yeah, you can, if you work your way back, kind of like what Stephen was saying, you can find a relatively dark intersection of, of caverns, of, of tunnels, uh, that have been, like that have suffered horribly. And there are several, what looks like either stacks of, uh, of like rock that have fallen or there's pillars that are kind of still half intact that you could hide behind, spring behind. There's even a ledge or two that you might be able to climb up on and have a perch. Uh, you certainly could do something like that. Uh, dang it, that was uh, a, a wise idea, actually. I, I do believe this point here is where we could... Uh, perhaps draw them to uh now do we think we want to make a a, a commotion 
to draw them out as if there's just a noise that happens or perhaps we we should keep the element of surprise they'll know nothing if they start wondering so perhaps one of us draws them away a group and then we ambush here I was suggesting we wait for them to move. We don't even have to alert them. We don't know if they'll come this direction, though. Well, we could... if they move, all 11 of them will be moving. We want to try and pull, like, half the group, deal with them, and then go deal with the other half. At least that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, we could certainly fly. We could wait a little bit and just see if anyone moves it it seems from your description a large area that they might stay in for quite some time so who wants to draw them out so i I was trying to do it subtly but i'll I'll try to be a little bit more direct here you saw fading light coming down from above suggesting it's the end of the day you're you, you would probably be able to conclude that they're camping for the night Yeah, so they probably won't move until morning. I'll draw them out. You all wait here. Get ready. I'll be in position. Okay. So, Mm. Daggett, what is your plan to draw them out? I guess I'll go up and say hi. Okay, so you just wander up. Uh, how how many? I was. I know they're going to sleep. Maybe we could do like a just make a noise, just make a big noise down the hall. That yeah, I was thinking I would just people to investigate. That's fair. We could do that. I'm sure, Floy, you have some treasure that can make a clanging sort of sound. Yeah, I can just rub up the walls. Daggett takes like a chalice or something that Floyd has, ties a rope around it, throws it into the room, and then just starts pulling it back and then takes (laughs) off running. It's like we're fishing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I don't think it matters as long as we get some of their attention. So you guys tell me what's what's the plan. We make a large metal sound. Okay, so you're just trying to make a cacophony of sounds down this pathways and see if that's going to lure any of them. Okay. Yes. Oh, but I could also lure the bear. I've I've rolled the die. Great <laughs> to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, it's done. So, you make this cacophony of sounds, uh, and there are I would say there's there is there are some perches. Uh, like up on the rock ledges that you could potentially climb to Gilly if you wanted mm-hmm. to try to like it, they're not like impossible for someone to get to but you can kind of get up there and, and kind of perch up a bit and sort of stay there with your bow if that's what you're looking to do the rest of you can find places pillars chunks of rock etc to kind of hide behind and sort of you know hang to the side a bit um, but eventually 
uh, after this this large sound is made, you do hear the sounds of footsteps, of bootsteps, uh, kind of on uh, the rocky ground. You see what looks like torchlight coming from the direction uh, where the hill folk are from. And then within a moment or two, within maybe 10 seconds or so of, of, of seeing the flickering light, you see it closer and closer. You're able to count there are five hill folk that have come uh, in this direction. They all have weapons out. They're all very aware and prepared. Uh, it's not a safe place that they're in. Um, but as they come up, you all are in, in sort of this position, and they're looking around at this point, looking for any signs of it. They're kind of doing sort of silent communication to each other, little hand signals, and each of them are kind of starting to fan out a little bit in this room, looking around, seeing if there's anything here that might happen. Uh, what do you guys want to do? If you wanted to, we could we could jump into combat. If you wanted to spring an ambush on them here, or if there is some other idea that you're trying to accomplish, will they wander past us at all? Or can we get past them? So to get into camp. If you're okay, if you're hoping to see if they do that, that I will give them an opportunity. I'm, I'm going to need stealth tests from everybody then, so that this. I would like to just yeah, just ambush if it's five on five. I'll lose my bow. Yes, okay. I'm a dwarf with a bow. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and let's do uh, opening volley then. Uh, you guys will will ambush. Uh, so every one of you can take a bonus die on your whatever roll you do during your opening volley. Is they're not going to be there? You know, you, you kind of plan this out, and so you can take an opening volley from this. So let me drop a couple tokens. So you guys can guys can target some stuff. Uh, this is going to be so I'm going to put two over on the eastern side of the, the river and then I'm going to put the other on the western side that's just because the stats are different for me they have the same icon so just that's the difference why do I have like three different raiders actually no way I can do these two yeah there we go at some point I thought I thought of that so Okay, so that's what you see as they kind of come up, um, and that's not relative to how they're moving in the in the room. We'll, right. we'll do it theater of the mind. Okay, so uh, so let's go ahead and put you all into initiative. Well, not initiative. We'll put you into the the format. Uh, we'll we'll use Helvi like we've used other NPCs in the past. Anyone who wants to tap into her for extra assistance each round, she could be used once to get a bonus die. Uh, but I'm not going to run her completely. Uh, so we'll start. Daggett, you said you were firing, so why don't you go ahead and fire? Does uh, In opening volley, we don't have, like, forward or anything like that, right? Nope, nope, nope. It's just sort of like a okay. ranged shot. You said you had your bow out, so you just take a shot. You yeah, just kind yeah, of, yeah. I would say just, you know, classic put yourself next to whatever one it is that, like, you're kind of firing at just so I can keep track of things. Would I be able to use that bonus die now uh, yeah, from our fine. companion? Yeah, once so per I'll, round. So one person can use her from the from the volley. Just describe how it works. Uh, I'll kind of like give her a sign and she'll just kick a, a stone or something to make some noise. And okay. when one of them looks the other way, I uh, loose my bow and shoot at that one. Okay. And that's good because that's what I needed for a success. Um, I also rolled a Sauron though. Uh, so I got a success, but also a sorrow. Okay. Uh, which one are you targeting? There's one. There's the. There's uh, the three. Uh, 
On the left, there are two on the right. Let's do that one. Okay, thank you. Uh, all right, so what's the damage I'm dealing with? Uh, damage on a bow. This is my first time ever shooting a bow. Three damage. Okay. Did you say you had an extra success? Uh, ju- oh, I did have an extra success, yes. Uh, so heavy, how does heavy work on a bow? It's the same thing. The same way? Mm-hmm. Okay, so an extra seven. Seven point. So this... So as the rock goes clumping down, like this big chunk of rock just falls down. You hear like this kind of splashing, cracking sound. They're like, and then they don't hear as they're kind of looking over that direction, the echo of the crash. They don't hear the as a, as an arrow comes out from the darkness. And we see Daggett kind of taking a step or two forward, firing right into like the upper part of the person's torso, right underneath, uh, right underneath like the, the collarbone there, but not yet into a fatal, fatal spot. Uh, okay, uh, who's next? Again, take a bonus die, because you guys set up this nice ambush. Uh, Arineal will shoot at the same one oh. the dagger just shot at. Okay. Uh, so that is a success, no extra successes. Okay, what's the damage? That is also three damage. Alright. So a second one comes <laughs> as they're now hit with two dice, or two, uh, two, two arrows, much like Boromir. Uh, what about Floy and Gilly? Um, so Gilly uh, shoots her bow at one of the one on the side with the three, the one closest to the river. Okay. Um, I rolled a 10 on my 12s die, so if they need to roll for injury. Okie doke. So. What is that? Two, Target number okay. 16. I old and I have Sauron. Doesn't feel good, does it? Uh, so yeah, I'm good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then they. Wait, take... You got an eye of Sauron. That's good for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why I said I'm but... good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then... What's the What's the damage though, Ashley? Twelve. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nice. How's the damage? Twelve. Because I got two sixes, so I do four damage, and then. I got my uh, strength or whatever is four. So, but oh, you you got a Gandalf for their piercing blow, and you got two sixes. I got a ten, so because oh, it just needs to be a ten. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, so the second one, and she uh, kind of you can see her hand kind of falls, like she, maybe she's carrying a torch. The torch clambers to the ground as you see, like right in her shoulder. Uh, like Ar- Gilly's arrow sits in and it almost kind of makes her arm go numb. Um, Floyd, last one in opening volley. I don't have a weapon for opening volley. Do you have anything you can throw or anything? No, I don't carry a spear anymore because okay. I dropped it for the load in lieu for treasure. Gotcha. Yeah, That's fair. Pri- priorities, <laughs> I get you, for sure. Okay, uh, we'll begin combat then. Uh, go ahead and set your stances. So... Uh, it's 5v5, um, so you guys will get to pick your targets and everything. You do have Hell V with you, so technically it's 6v5. Uh, but uh, go ahead and set your set your stances. Daggett, you're going up into forward stance. Going forward. boy. And I'm dropping the bow. Okay. Going forward as well. Floy is up and forward. Arineal. Uh Also forward. 
Okay. And so uh, we'll just spread out to uh um I don't know why Dag is listed twice on this thing. It's so weird. So I am, uh, I'm assuming Daggett is staying on the one that he loosed his bow against, and so I'm going to pick a different target this time. Okay, okay so we've got uh, Arenal, you kind of charge into one of these tall guys with like there's these big old kind of sort of spears they're carrying. Uh, and then Daggett, you're kind of doing the same. So the two of you are on those. Uh, Flory, you charge in uh, at one of the uh, kind of one of the women who has got like this short bow. Kind of their shears going to draw on, but she sees you charge again. She drops it, pulls out a different weapon. Um, so then, since and Gilly, you're staying. I'm assuming in uh, rearward. Yes, please. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'll say one of these will go towards Floy. Uh, the other one will move towards, we'll 50-50 it. Uh, it will move towards, uh, what's it called? Daggett. So they both charge in on the dwarves. Okay. So start of a new round. Helvi is available for use again if you want to do it. Uh, but we'll go to our forward stance, which is Floy and Daggett. Orinio, what stance are you? And you didn't change it on the screen. Forward. Oh, sorry. Okay. So in any order, whatever order you want. The three of you are all go, in forward Go stance. ahead, Floy. I'll come out lunging from beyond a pillar screaming for the dwarves and then tapping in my virtue here will give me a favorite attack once per combat. Okay. Swing away, man. The Gandalf great success. <laughs> so piercing 14 damage. Okay. Not dead, but you nearly killed them in one swing. Uh, okay. And so you hack in as you leap out from the, the shadows, everyone else was like shooting bows. And so they probably didn't even notice you as they turned their attentions. Everyone kind of looks over towards the rest of them. And you just leap out of this small little alcove and you just hack right into her hip. And the blade of your axe just sinks through their kind of leathery armor. And you can feel as it finds bone. And she screams out in pain. On top of the virtue, I can do the intimidate foe for free. Yeah. In second direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I okay. remember which skill that was. Uh, let's see. We got it under our combat source thing. So intimidate foe. Where are they? Okay, it looks like an all roll. Yeah, it's all. Yep. Yep. That's 12. 17. Great success. Okay, can you read me the full text of it? I can't yeah. remember if I'm supposed to r- roll something too, or is it just like a success? So, I think it reduces their resolve or hate by one, right? Opponents might one are made weary on their next attack roll. Gotcha. If okay. It, if it includes a d a six, then might two enemies suffer the weary as well. Did it include a d six? Yeah. Okay, so everybody's weary. So Just on the next for, attack. Yeah, so for their next attack, everyone in here is going to be weary as the ones on the left are all might one and the ones on the right. Um, well, I should say these two here are, are might two and the rest of them are might one. Okay, so everyone will be weary. That's easy for me to keep track of. I don't know Perfect. if it's everyone, though, because it says if you have two success icons or more, the penalty applies to all adversaries in the fight. So if that's what you, you get. You can have higher than might more. two. You can have higher than might two. 
Okay. It's, I guess he got an extra. All. So succeeding everybody at might. Oh, one. I see. I see. I see. It's, extra it's success all everyone with might two. Yeah. I got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So basically, yeah. all of them are might two or one. All right. So then Floy is done. So we'll go to Arineal or Daggett. Okay. So Arineal is going to switch uh, from bow to sword as she kind of come run, rushes in uh, at this other one here, and so she is going to take a swing. Um, kind of at uh, the midsection of this hillfolk that she finds in front of her. Um, and that is uh, an extraordinary success. Uh, so I've got uh, nine, five, four, and two sixes. Actually, no. Nope. Nope. Because we are not. Uh, never mind. I had, a, I had an extra. Uh, great success. We had the extra dice last time because we were. Just uh, let me know the day. I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm waiting on damage. Like what's, Three. what's the damage? Uh, I will. Let's see. I've, it's keen, so I don't need to spend this six. Uh, so it'll be ten damage because it's uh, three for my damage plus seven for my strength. Okay, so ten damage total. All right. Okay. Any wounds or anything I got to worry about? Uh, it is a keen short sword, and I did roll a nine. So, I believe that means that. Do, 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 do. Yeah, keen is a piercing blow on a nine plus, so should be a piercing blow. So let me roll. Yeah. My so. defense then, my protection roll. Okie doke. This one's hey. got three on their thingy. I'll burn hit a hate. keen and a pierce in a while. I rolled uh, nine plus six is 15, 19, 25. Oh, yeah, that's way I I burned a hate to get an extra die. Yeah. So, okay. So, good on So, yeah, she comes in kind of midsection, um, you know, just a lot of the swing and just kind of takes a cut right across maybe a a belly blow. Okay. Uh, Then it should come to Daggett after that, I believe. Yes. Uh, So, no one's used our ally, right? That is correct. Uh, Correct. So I will uh, go ahead and use her. Uh, I'm just going to go after the one that I already hit with the arrow, uh, and we just want to flank him, where she'll be on the other side, but I want to like take most of his attention, but mm-hmm. the fact that she's behind him makes it easier to hit. Um, okay. Do we have any audience dice as well? Yes, we do. Okay, yep. I want to take one of those too, because I'm weary, so I want a stack list. Gotcha. Uh, okay, that's great. Uh, those get can't those don't count but I've got uh three successes okay. um I am not piercing though uh so I'll just I'll just pump it all into damage so that's eight plus seven or plus eight because it's two-handed weapon uh plus another eight so 24 24 damage. describe describe how wow. you take her out man that's that's more oh than my enough yeah god uh so uh our ally healthy Healthy. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yep. Healthy. Uh, slices just like at his her leg, uh, just basically as a distraction. And when she looks down, I just slam down my mattock right on her neck and just mm-hmm. crunch. Okay. Uh, then we'll turn to Gilly. One of these has been taken out. A few of them have been severely wounded. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh... I am going to attack one of the ones that's over on Floyd because he has two. Okay. 
You attacking the one that he is already like kind of taken out at the hip, or are you attacking the other one? Um, the one that's already injured. Okay, go for it. And that is a a great success. So okay. eight damage. Alright, describe oh. how you take this one out. Uh oh. Uh so I imagine this one's got its weapon like raised up like it's about to attack Floyd. Mm-hmm. And she manages to get it in its hand and it's so the arrow makes the hand hit their own face and then um the arrow barrows buries itself in it in their head. Nice. And she collapses to the ground. These poor, poor people. Uh, okay, so yeah. the four of you are done. Looks like there are three remaining. Uh, I think it's one on one every all the way yep, around. Yep, yep. That's what it looks like. Uh, so I will start. I'll go left to right. So Floy, this one's going to take this axe that they have. This kind of you know, almost like one-handed axe, just sort of hack it into you as best they can. Uh, these people are not going to survive around, so I'm going to freely burn hate. Um, obviously, they're also shouting like crazy, and uh, that's uh, that's a free action. Um, and I'm going to also use their fierce folk ability uh, to spend. It's not hate actually; it's resolve for them. But uh, so I'm spending one resolve uh, to get this attack to be favored, and I'm going to spend one resolve to get an extra D6. Nice. Actually, wait. Fierce Folk does both of those things. So I just have to do one of them. Okay. Pile of dice. So three, four, and you're in forward stance, correct? Yeah. All right. So that's five D6s (laughs) for me. All right. 13, 18, 22, 25, 26 with one extra success. Oh, my God. I roll five. I'm rolling five dice, and I'm not even using. I'm using purely the mechanics of the game. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I know, purely I know. It's just crazy. This is this is, and this that's is what happens hit, when right? you go to forward stance. That's, that's I think the hit. of this as Gilly. Like if I was in forward stance, I'd be dead. Just <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. is that with the weary too? Uh oh, good call. Uh, all right, so two of those are gone. Uh, so that's still uh, still a ten, fifteen, still a twenty. It's twenty two. Actually, oh, I rolled funny. a three and a one. But okay, so it's still still good. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, and then I still got the one success, so ultimately it's the same. Um, so that's going to be... Really, I'm just going to do heavy blow. There's no reason to use anything else. So that's going to be nine points of damage as uh, as you kind of... You're, as the as the, the one that you and Gilly killed is falling to the ground, your axe temporarily gets kind of caught in the hip. And that gives you just that gives this person just enough time to like hack down onto your arm, and you feel their axe just nearly take your arm off, like right underneath the shoulder. But you manage with your mithril as it kind of clip, clips just the edge of it where the coat is, uh, keeps you uh, keeps you with two hands. Uh, then we'll turn over to the one that's on a renial. Um, okay, so this one. I said they had like these big old long hafted like they're like they're long hafted like they're they're big okay, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going. They also have the fierce folk ability, which I will burn. Uh, so they get three plus one for fierce folk, uh, and I didn't see. And then you're in forward stance, correct? That is correct. Okay, so they get five d sixes, and the rolls it favored. So it's the same rolls, Floyd. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I did it. I rolled a... So two of those are going to go away because of weary. I did roll two sixes, uh, but I got no no wounds, unfortunately, though. I rolled pretty shitty on that. So 20 on the dot. Oh, yeah. Okay. So with two sixes, I'm nowhere close to getting any kind of wound. So I'm just going to do heavy blows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is going to be 16 points of damage. Okay. As you thrust Remember. your sword into them, and they yeah. bring this big old axe down on top of your... Uh, on top of like the, your back as you as you thrust forward, leaving yourself open. All of you go into forward stance. I think I will uh, take the knockback. Okay. On that. So you feel the blade rake across your back, but you're able to kind of tumble and roll at the last second to prevent it kind of clipping and catching underneath the back of your neck, where it could have done some serious damage. Uh, but it will take your next turn to scramble yep. back up into combat. Yep. So eight points to you then. Then the one that's over on Daggett. Um, okay. So the other thing is, this would have affected We Rineal don't need another people. thing. So the ones that you're on, that you, that's on Arineal and on Daggett, they actually have Might 2. Uh, so because you stepped away... For their other might, um, I'm going to have. They're gonna. They're basically. I'm gonna tap in since I can't swing at you again, Arinio, as you di- as you dive out of my distance. I will instead do my yell of triumph to restore resolve to everybody else in the fight. So, yell of triumph. So basically, he's kind of shouting out like you know. Is uh, like stay true. We fight, and he screams backwards. Uh, Our brothers and sisters will come. Come! As he screams as loud as he can down the hallway, uh, everyone feel like even though they're outnumbered, even though two of them have, fell, uh, have fallen, they know that there are reinforcements coming, and so they will get their uh, a point of resolve back. This next one is going to go after good old Daggett. And I'm going to use the same combo I just used on the other two, which means I'm going to have rolling at advantage or rolling at favored with five d sixes, and. There I go. Okay. So I would have rolled a Gandalf, but because I was at advantage, I do not. Uh, however, that's three dice that go away. That's an 18. 18. Um, parry 15, yeah. Okay. All right. Whew. All right. So uh, I do get one extra. I miss being sore dear all of a sudden. Yeah. Six. Six. I, still, I rolled a six, a five, a seven. Uh, three twos and a Gandalf. So I got rid of the twos, I got rid of the Gandalf, and I ended up with 18. One extra success. You're going to take a total of 11 points of damage uh, as this thing buries into your back. Okay. okay. Um, I'll take it. I'm not going to knock back. Uh, then uh, it will swing again uh, as it has a might two, and I will do the exact same thing. Maybe that's I should have knocked back. Yeah, that's why I, I, I waited. Okay. Oh, baby. That's going to be a... Ten- oh, shoot. Hang on. I got to hit first. Those two are out. It's 8, 13, uh, and then a 10. So that's going to make that a 23. 23 to hit. 23 hits. Okay. Um, And you know what I remember? Oh, hang on one sec. I'm just checking to see what other... You don't have any kind of uh, 
you don't have any kind of what's it called like um shield or anything up right uh no shield or anything i got a two-handed weapon hmm i think these are two-handed i'm just double checking yeah they are uh injury of 20 well that's interesting that's interesting. <laughs> I'm watching Ashley's face. We are so worried. We are so. You're. Yeah. Agate's got plenty of brothers that can come in. <laughs> yeah, before going like 5v11, might have wanted to get a little more endurance. That ended up being a. Like, technically speaking, yes, but yeah. we were worried. Well, this is what happens when we don't play. I totally forget because I know we you guys. We did do a short rest. I know you guys can spend a 10 to get a, like, you get a piercing blow on it. I don't know. Do I get a piercing? I know, like, the weapon has to have the pierce keyword on it, but I can't. I think a 10 is, a, is still a piercing blow, so. Yeah, I think you need a, I think you need a roll. I think you need to roll a protection roll, buddy. All right. Uh,. Well, protection Injury I'm actually good at compared to Soren Deer. Injury target here. of 20. Well, it's going to be hard to hit with five dice, but we'll see. Um, does Weary affect protection rules? Weary uh, affects yeah. all rules. Yeah, okay, so I got a five. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. You, uh, <laughs> it would have been a 14. Okay, so um, then. What do we. There's something. We need to do a song. You're going to. It's going to be. Let me roll the wound severity. Uh, oops, sorry. It's a moderate injury. I'm sorry, you can't see that. Uh, the blow received was violent enough to expose you to the risk of worse consequences if injured again, but no real lasting damage was inflicted. At the end of the combat, you will recover fully in just a matter of hours. So it's a wound. You're technically wounded, but it's not going to linger for a very long time. And you will take, on top of that, uh, six points of damage for the long half to next. Uh, six points. Uh, no sense knockback because another hit will put me down anyways. So I'll take it. Okay. As you guys had a great ambush, you took two of them out. Uh, and it's not like they're in great shape. You've, you've the, the rest of them are, are fairly wounded, but they have stuck by and they're going to persevere. Uh, as I'm going to see how long it takes and how many respond. Okay. Uh, all right, so new round. You guys want to do? With my axe the still... one on sorry, With my the axe one on me still... is that the one that got hit by the arrows? Uh, so let's see. You, I think this. Uh, so so there's basically two different uh, two different icons. There's like the guys and the women. Uh, so the guys are the ones that have the might too. That's just how the icons work. Uh, but that's the now. one we ambushed with the arrows, right? So this one, yeah, this one got hit with an arrow. Okay, the one I'm pinging okay. at, that the one guy. Uh, and then another one of them uh, got hit with... Uh, the well, actually, you just killed her. Yeah, you just killed her. She's just dead. Okay, so, sorry, Floyd. Go ahead. I was just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Got I it. think this one by you, Floyd, is full. Uh, yeah. Hasn't been touched. The one by you, Arineal, you've attacked. It's taken some damage. Uh, the one by you, Daggett, has taken some damage. Cool. Okay. So... Uh, any changes to stances? Everyone in forward? I, I I have to spend my turn getting up, so I'm not... Okay. Keep in forward. Right. Go for it, Floy. Yeah, with my axe still ledged, wedged into this 
dead one's hips. I'm just gonna drag their body and just smash it into the other guy. <laughs> okay, I love it. A Gandalf extraordinary success. Okay, Gandalf extraordinary Piercing success. Twenty-one damage. <laughs> Descri- <laughs> Describe how you obliterate this poor woman. Yeah, this flailing limp body just crashes into them, breaking my axe free and dragging my axe through their torso in half. Okay. And so in horrific fashion, you you tear this poor woman uh, in half and she falls to the ground on top of the other woman who got her hand pinned to her eye via an arrow. We will kick it over. So, so heroic, much, much heroism. Uh, we all, sorry, I'm just, I'm just guilting you guys now. Uh, Foy's done. <laughs> Dag it, we go over to you. They're evil men. You're good. You're fine. It's okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm I, just screwing around. I am going to use our ally again. Um, okay. and let me go ahead and use another audience die. Cause I need to make sure I put this guy down now. I or am, I'll, I, I am having yeah, the other on one anyways. come yeah, towards okay. you since Arineal did tumble out of the way. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, Regardless, I got to put one of them down. So I'm going for the one that seems more injured, probably the one that got shot by two arrows. Absolutely. Um, and the the same thing with Helvi, where she's just like uh, stabbing at him with the knife as I swing down with my Matic. Oh, shit. That's what I like to hear. Oh, no. Steven, Rolled we don't 66 say that word and I missed by one. Uh <gasps> I needed a 13 and I got a 12 because I'm I'm weary. So four of those dice don't count. You swing. You try to put this one out of their misery. The other one comes up and you don't see it and maybe bumps you at the last second. And that throws your your swing aside. We'll kick over to Gilly. Uh, Gilly, you see how uh, one of them, uh, you see that Floy has dispatched the two. Uh, Arineal had, had a dive out of the way, opening up Daggett to another attack as the one that was attacking Arineal instead turns their attention over to Daggett. Uh, but Arineal is kind of moving uh, to try to get back into the fight. Daggett swings ineffectually, misses. Gilly, what do you want to do? The two on Daggett are wounded. The The one yeah. that's got the arrow sticking out of it is the one that's more wounded. Meaning, like, they've taken more endurance damage. That's the one she's going to go to. She's going to see the arrows, and she's just going to shoot, try and shoot right for there. Okay. Somebody at some point should sing a song. I don't know who's good at singing. I don't have any air in my lungs right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair point. Okay, so uh, I just got an 18, um, but no extra successes. Okay. So, unfortunately, I only do three damage. Three damage. Or four damage, excuse me. Four damage is still, unfortunately, not enough to actually kill this one. Uh, it's close. It's very close, but not not close enough. All right. I'm just double-checking a rule because I don't want to accidentally kill Steven unjustifiably. Because you've, you've got one wound, so if I were to wound you again, that means you would have two wounds, Correct. Which would put me down and give Which, me a chance to die, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because like I think we have death. time to try yeah, you and have time. save him. That's yeah. what I was checking. I just wanted to make sure. Jeff, like, you know you can kill me and I won't be mad at you. The, oh, I know you. Let the dice roll. Okay. 
you got to worry about Melissa or something. Singing a song is a secondary um, action, and it's a song role. You could always sing it. Wait, who can sing it? I mean, like Melissa could sing it. So, because then, yeah. Oh wait, you had to spend your because you have to spend your action moving back in, but I I still spend my main action. Yeah, so you still get your secondary. So So that's what I'm saying. You can sing it. Okay. It's your turn. I, I haven't started my turn yet. Okay. So if you wanted to take your turn, I know Gilly went, but if you wanted to take your turn, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm looking something else up. So please. I go ahead. will um, kind of look around, survey kind of the area and just the damage that's being done and like what we're trying to accomplish here. And so uh, Renee will sing our um, Gilly's song of. Uh, sorry. Um, the Battle of Rotai? Yeah, Song of Victory. That's what it is. Um, because then we can avoid weary if I succeed. Gotcha. Go ahead and roll. So it is not advantage. Um, and I just. Favored. Have... Be careful. Sorry, favored. Sorry. It is not favored. Bad habit. <laughs> uh, it is not favored. Um, Wizards is on the hunt. You don't want to mess with I know. With that's why I'm like, be careful. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And we should just use the right terminology anyway. Um, and I can take one or two or just one. What? Audience uh, dice? Audience, yeah. I just think one. the rule is that you take one for to get a bonus die. You take five to get favored. That's the rule we have. Okay. Um... I'll take one for a bonus, I think. I don't know. My math is probably off with that, but... um... Just take two to be safe, then. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) I finally rolled a Gandalf. So, I I get nothing else. I also rolled a six, but I get nothing from it. Um, But I exceeded my three. Um, I, I... not actually going to sing, but Arrhenio sings. Um, and so... <laughs> I, I don't think it has an effect if you don't actually <laughs> sing, though. Like I, I don't know. Right, guys? Yeah. I, think that, I, think, I think we need Melissa to sing a little bit, right? No. Yeah, I'm not really feeling this battle right now. <laughs> I, I know, right? Neither am I. I don't know. Um, Just kind of feeling weary, you know? Need something to yeah. lift my spirits. Yeah. Okay. So if I remember correctly, then the... I'm in the rule book, so if you're making a face or something in Zoom, I can't even see it. Mm-hmm. Right now. Um, I'm pretty sure this means that we can ignore Weary. Okay. That just for the combat? Okay. Just for the rest of the combat? Yeah, just for yes. the combat, I think. Yeah, the rest okay. of the uh, heroic venture, um, which would be the combat. I mean, Ashley put the the lyrics in the Twitch when chat. When I there. refused to sing it Melissa. myself. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Up, I won't up, go up the mountain. I won't go easy on Daggett then. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Two of them are on you now. So one of them. I will can go take first. Them. Sure. I got one endurance left. What? What's the worst that can happen? I'm going to, uh, let's see. Well, don't forget that if one of them 
hits you, the other one can, can step to somebody else and attack. So all I got to do is kill you with the first one or take you out with the first one and the other one can step towards Floy. So uh, let's see. So I'll use my Fierce Folk. Uh, so that means three plus one plus one for your forward stance and then um, plus one because you're now outnumbered two to one around. So I'm rolling 2d12, 60 sixes. Uh, they are weary. Unless they get, do they get it for the, are they good too? Like they're not yeah. weary, right? No one's weary. Okay. I'm just going to shake these nice. Look at that. I hear it. All Dude. those are a ton of dice. Oh dear. Well, that one goes away. Uh, let's see. I'm getting rid of all my, all right. So when the dust clears, Steven, uh, it's going to be a 28 to hit. And it's going to be, okay. It's going to be two extra successes. Uh, I'm assuming, of course, that you are going to go down. So this yeah, is going to be a yep, total I'm going down. of 16 points of damage. Did you do a wound? Was it piercing? Uh, no, it was not. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I'm just down with one wound. All right. Then it's going to continue to swing at you. I want to see if I can get. Let's see if I can get that that wound. I'm just curious. No, you can't. All right, the other one then, since so this one's taking you down, uh, the other one will turn its attention, seeing that you have gone down relative to a flight, and will instead step towards uh, Floy, uh, since you are no longer a viable target. Um, and I will do basically the same thing, but I lose one of those D6s as I swing at old Floy. I rolled a Gandalf in a Sauron, which means I can get rid of that Gandalf. So that's the good news. <laughs> the bad news <laughs> is I rolled a three, two ones, and a two, uh, which means, I mean, I'm still going to hit because I rolled the the Aya Sauron, but mm -hmm. I only rolled one die over, over three. <laughs> so it's a hit. Uh, you're going to take basically flat damage uh, and then roll protection. So six points of damage. Uh, and then roll protection, uh, injury dies 20. Okay, my protection is four. Okay. 17. Okay. Enough. Uh, you take a wound. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah, these, uh, these axes they got, these long-handed axes are brutal, man. Is that the room table? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, hit the room table. This is just this, the wound severity, so we know how long it's going to last. Okay. Six-day injury. Oh, fuck. And at the back so, while I wasn't looking. So as you're oh finished, like, you finish cutting this wound in half, you hear the shout before you, and then, like, a, a split second later, you feel the blade right in, right in your back. You feel the crunch uh, as as like the mithril kind of folds inward and your bones kind of go inward as well. The mithril doesn't actually break, but the force of the of the blade half just kind of pushes it into your body, uh, and you now are also wounded. Uh, that is the end of that round. Come to the top of the round. Arinil, you're back in the fight now. Uh, yes. Daggett, you're out of the fight now. Uh, so there are... I'll go ahead and clear the ones off the field that are no longer in. So there's only two targets left, both uh, both of which have suffered damage. 
Uh, two, of, one of them has the arrow sticking out of it. One of them, Arineal, did some damage too initially. So let's go ahead and Floy and Arineal and Gilly. Where? What are your stances? Just to just to note that intimidate foe only lasts the next round. Oh, does it? Yeah. It, yeah, uh, I'm reading the little cheat sheet. It wouldn't have affected that roll because it was still a hit, uh, and I haven't missed a roll from it. So, and it wouldn't have affected. Yeah, I haven't missed a roll. And it wouldn't have affected damage because uh, they're not sixes, so three. So it doesn't actually, it wouldn't actually affect. So okay. we're good. But thank you for, for being honest about that. Uh, unlike your dice rolls. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, where, are you, where are you dice solid? Where are you targeting? <laughs> where, what stance is everyone in? Uh, Keep them forward. Forward. Yeah. Okay, I gotta. Grum. All right, so. <laughs> Downward dog. <laughs> Downward daggett. <laughs> there we go. I got the title right there. <laughs> oh, downward Daggett, that's good. Downward Daggett, there it is. Okay. Okay, so Floyd, you. And they shouted for reinforcements, don't forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. Okay, so I'm going to take this one that uh, was just on uh, Daggett. Okay, so you step up protect that. Um, this um, one's like it's about to bring the killing blow down on Daggett's face. Arineal steps up, thrusts the sword, and manages to deflect it at the last second. It turns, looks at you, I like anger in his face, blood across its across its cheek, covering those, those kind of tattoos that run down the side uh, of its temple. Uh, and you come up, go toe-to-toe with it. You are also in forward stance. Uh, Floy is in forward stance in any order. Two of you can go. Gilly, I'm assuming... Unless you tell me otherwise, I assume you're always in a room. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Let's turn around. I'm going to regret that. I'll just swing my axe at this guy. A great success. Mm-hmm. Will be okay. 14 damage. Yeah, he regretted it. Uh, go ahead and describe how you take this one out. Nice job, Floyd. Uh, recalling from that back attack just take my axe out get a little crunch right down the middle as well okay you just feel like you feel the blade just like sink through he doesn't have mithril mithril on so your blade crunches it splatter of blood out from his chest you wrench it free you see like cloth and furs and leather kind of going flying different direction bone he falls down and then down he goes dead Arineal, can you take this one out? Yeah, Two so arrows in it. I rolled a 10, a 1, a 1, and a 6. 10, so. a 1, a 1, and a 6. So that's 16 yeah. total. Yep. Uh, is that good enough to hit for you? That is, yes. Okay, so it's a hit. Yeah, it's uh, a it's hit. It's a piercing blow. It's a piercing it's a 10, blow. And you got and it. Then, and then the 6. So it'll I'll be tell you piercing. this. He had three health left. So go ahead and oh. just describe <laughs> how you take uh, this one out. So, Arineal, um, you know, just kind of sang that song to, you know, kind of try to help everyone and, and herself as well. And so she is going to, since she was kind of coming from, you know, kind of this knockdown stance, I'm imagining she's sort of sword out. And so, you know, if there's like a wall or something sort of behind where this guy was after he's, you know, kind of taking down Daggett, that she's just going to like run him through basically with the point of her sword 
So as it, it turns back up, he's getting ready to swing towards you, but he's got this long axe that takes that's a little bulky, a little bit quicker. Like your sword is much quicker, I should say. And you manage to just take the take the sword, thrust it right into his belly, and kind of jam him with your shoulder right back into the wall. You feel the point of your blade pierce all the way through him and tink against the rock on the other side. You wrench it horrifically free. He lets out this blood kind of comes out and you hear him just kind of whisper have a vengeance ranger and then down he goes Daggett's down wounded Arrhenio Floy you were you're kind of weary I should say Floy you're wounded as well but not out of the fight Gilly you're up you've got your lantern up and ready at this point as you had it kind of probably hooded until the the ambush was sprung you hear Gilly, and you can see with your keen eyes down the path towards where uh, the rest of the hill folk are. You see shapes moving. You have but moments. You do have moments. You can do something, but you have but moments. They would have arrived next round. So you have basically right now to do something. What do you all do? Uh, I think we should retreat. Regroup. Agreed. I'll pick up Daggett. Let's get out of here. Okay. Just hide our best. Maybe, yeah, Gilly assists. Maybe they find us, but we try to hide. Okay, Floyd, you pick up your dwarven brethren, uh, Arrhenial, Gilly, Helvi. You start retreating as you hear the maybe sounds. Maybe of- what we could do is if we, uh, Arrhenial, Gilly, and Helvi, we can try and push like a rock or something down at them as like a distraction and then run if that won't mess up. I, I don't understand I the push the probably, down. I think we're probably running. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure we can do both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because if you if you linger, we're staying. Then we'll combat got it. Okay. So you run. You manage to get out of the room before they arrive. You hear the shouts of curses and threats and taunts coming from where you just left. Uh, Let's see, Floyd. You're carrying Daga. Who's leading the way? Don't all uh, shout at once. I will lead the way. Okay, Thanks, Gilly. Gilly, give me an explore <laughs> or a riddle as you are specifically looking for a place to hide out. Okay. Um, can I have a dice, please, Ma? No, don't let her. <laughs> please. <laughs> of course. Yes. Thank you. Tammy just got some more. Oh, perfect. Uh, just regular success. Okay. You find in the in the wall as you were running and hustling, you still hear them. Like some of them are shouting, you they're chasing you, but you have a, a not insignificant lead on them. You do actually come across this intersection of caverns. They kind of go this way and that, and you notice you spot Gilly from your height in the ground, like kind of buried at where the the cavern wall meets the cavern floor. There is this sort of obscured obscured hole in the ground. And you could fit everyone in it. Whereas you probably think if they come here, they're going to be looking down one of these tunnels. You just kind of climb down. You dive down and you slide down the smooth incline with the water. Again, one of those where the water has just over time kind of smoothed the earth down. And all of you go tumbling down into a chamber. Uh, none of you get hurt along the way, but small bumps and bruises. You hear the sounds of the shouting above. Like like the scra- like they're like they're scrounging around looking and looking and looking and then eventually like you hear the bootsteps as they're echoing down and kind of going off in different directions. The shouting is getting further and further away, 
and you're pretty sure that you managed to get away from them. When you when you take the moment, Gilly, to probably unhood the lantern and look around, you are in this square, what looks to be unfinished chamber surrounded by these engaged columns and pilasters along the walls, giving it some kind of shape, but there's not any real adornment. And you notice, like, despite that wonderful looking view of the walls with the, the, the sort of the, 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 the columns and pilasters themselves giving the shape in the middle, there's one thing. There is this large rocky cairn perfectly in the middle of this square chamber. And there is no other way out. You can see that there was at one point a passageway, but it has collapsed underneath earth. And so you find like the only way in, but you see this rocky cairn there uh, and that's what you see around you. What do you guys want to do? Um, Gilly's going to immediately go to heal Daggett. Okay, go ahead and roll. Yeah, Erniel, um would like to assist with this. So I can spend a hope sure. since she's my fellowship focus. Two bonus die then there, Gilly. He's not dying, right? It's just a wound. He's taking. Uh, I am not dying. No, you're not. He's not. He's not dying. He has a moderate wound. You have okay. a severe wound. Right. Yeah, as soon as I'm fine. up, I'm actually yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. He took a like. We'll say he took kind of like a lucky shot to the temple or something that kind of you crumpled under your your knees and you're exhausted. So then perhaps I should but... be healing Floyd then. So uh, they're they're both going to be wounded. Uh, Daggett for the rest of today. Like he's wounded for the next couple of hours. Remember, it's nighttime. Okay. So through and the Gilly night. Gilly would go to Floyd then because he's her fellowship focus. And all you can really do with Floyd is reduce the length of, of the yeah. recovery from it, right? Yeah. Uh, is, is effectively where he's at. And because his is six days. So you yeah. can Irenial reduce that. Okay. Yeah. Because I two have die. two extra dice from uh, Irenial. Okay. Two extra sixes. So, yeah, so that's a great success. I rolled an obscene amount of dice just then. I heard. I, I heard <laughs> all of them coming up when you were rolling them. It's such a pleasant sound. The sound of all the dice. Even when they hurt you, it's still. So I believe that takes two days off of your recovery time, Floy. Got it. Okay. You guys... Get everybody up. Daggett, you're in a completely different place from when you went down. You look around, you see in the middle, there is just this crude cairn. There are these pilasters and engaged columns along the walls. There is a collapsed entranceway into this room. And then you see up in the ceiling, kind of the way you all came and fell in. There's no risk currently. You don't see any enemies around. It's just all of you. What do you want to do? What do you guys want? Oh, did did I get him? Uh, we did eventually. At at great all risk. Right, all right. Oh, I'm seeing stars. I, uh, I, I, I now understand why you were looking to rest for the night earlier. I thought perhaps you were just not giving it your all, but I now understand you were bit more tired than I thought. Been more weak. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I wasn't tired. I just I we hadn't eaten yet. This is very true. 
Gilly stomach like grumbles. <laughs> uh, Gilly would like to inspect the Karen though, because isn't that like a like a burial thing or exactly? So, Gilly, when you when you kind of get close to it, like one of the things that's that's noticeable first of all is that. Like this does look like a finished chamber, at least like again, hewn stone. Like you've you've been moving around, it's just like this this patchy network of like rough caverns, signs that the dwarves were trying to do something here at once long ago. And you're in one of these rooms, but you notice that the earth has been torn up and like this cairn seems to have been made from like like rocks that have been dragged in here, right? And as you get close, it's covered in dust. And you see sticking out of the center of it. You see the, like, it's almost imperceptible from a distance until you get kind of close, but just the way in which the, the rocks are. There is this, this dusted, dust-covered hilt of a sword sticking up out of it. And you can see, as you kind of, like, smear some of the, the dust away, there's a pommel that's got this large star affixed to it like kind of engraved into it. And the sword seems to, on an angle, slide down into the cairn itself. It's oh. a cairn by a stack of stones, basically. Yeah. Rocks. Um, Floyd, what do you make of this sword? Would I know anything? Uh, off the top of your head, you look at it, uh, and I would say you don't recognize the symbol. Um, I would let anyone obviously make a lore test. Uh, can can you're more than welcome to do that, uh, but there's nothing like that you would get for free here. Oh, I was thinking maybe like he could tell if it was like dwarven crafted or. Mm, but okay. I mean. If you, you pull the, if you pull the sword out and look at it, you could you could do that. I would, I would let you roll a craft instead, but uh, if you wanted to roll... So, Flo, if you wanted to roll craft, you can do that. Arania looks at the sword, kind of looks it over. Um, failed to roll. <laughs> so, I mean, I would give Arania a, a, a favorite at this, actually. If you want to roll another d12. All right. I'll take that. That's definitely, I, my first one was a two and the second one was a nine. And so that now makes me succeed in my lower roll. Okay. How did Gilly and Floyd do? It's a 20. I had a great success on craft. I just had a normal one. Uh, Floyd, this is not dwarven made. Um, and was it a great success you said? Yeah. Uh, okay, you would know, first of all, that it's not Dwarven made, but secondly, um, you've probably at some point in your life have read about or seen about or heard stories told by other dwarves of, of different cultures, crafts, and such, and this has the sort of the bearing, especially if you all kind of pull the blade out, I mean, you would... You're no expert. You would probably want to consult with a lore master for sure, maybe some of your books, but... It has the look of something, perhaps Numenorian, like the, the the older, ancient, fabled human kingdom that fell beneath the waves at some point. Hmm. 
This isn't dwarven. Something much greater. And Iridial is just, that's just to, and she's impressed that she's like mm -hmm. holding such a thing. So you would know with your lore and Gilly, you would probably have seen something within Oswald's research. Something about that five pointed star. Arineal, um, mm -hmm. uh, you would kind of recognize just your lineage, right? Like, Arner, fallen kingdom of Arner, had a five like this five pointed star as its sort of heraldry in some ways, and then like some of the other kingdoms had like variations of it as well. And I would say between the two of you talking this out, you would be able to conclude that this is likely Arthedain in origin. The kingdom of Arthedain. So likely this is from one of the perhaps soldiers who were or those who, who fled after the fall uh, of, of Arthedain following the battle with Angmar. And Arineal is just sort of discussing with everyone just the, just the, the, the find that, that we have, the, the history of, of all of these things that we are are finding here is just it's so she's just kind of going on about how kind of interesting all of this history is to kind of be, be finding and she's kind of wiping wiping this off and kind of trying to um, kind of clean it up a bit and the hilt seems to fit your hand perfectly doesn't it It, uh, it it could. And she'll kind of continue. If she'll just kind of sit down and kind of continue cleaning it up. And she, from time to time, kind of takes the helm off and, you know, kind of cleans it up as well. And she's just um, kind of sitting in kind of the history of all of this. This was collapsed, or there's a collapsed rock nearby. There was, and there was a single entryway, the designed entryway into this room, and it has collapsed underneath uh, a cave in at some point. You guys found a small hole. Gilly was able to sort of discover it, and you just sort of fled down into it and st sort of stumbled across this. Luck, destiny, fate, who knows. Is that cave in pretty severe? Like there's no way through. It would take some time, but I mean, you could certainly, you know, if you put a little effort into it, you probably could do it at some point. But it would take a little time. It's also very, very late at night too. For you, I mean, like you know, it's it's nighttime. I should say, not very, very late. Okay. And if there's a little holding spot, maybe you camp out. Yeah, get some rest. Maybe do some shifts. Agreed. Okay. Arineal so, will take first. Okay. Uh, Arineal. Um, roll an awareness test as you take this first shift. Everyone finds a different corner of the room. Even Helvi is seeing the battle that just transpired is, is not going to object too much to taking a rest here 
and seeing the wounds that you all took help, trying to help her. But she is nonetheless like anxious to move. Um, but Arinio, how'd you do in that awareness test? Phil. Okay. So sometime during the night, Arinio, uh, when you're on watch, you don't know when, but at some point your eyes kind of grow a little heavier and they close. And then you're awoken by the sound of like a pebble or a small rock tumbling across across the ground. And when you look up, you see just a few feet in front of you, there is a rock about the size of maybe your thumb that is just sort of rolling off to the side as if it has recently moved. You look around and you notice that everybody else is asleep, but Helvi uh, seems to is seems to be gone. And you look up and you see like dust and small debris is kind of falling from the hole above as if she climbed up and out. As you are kind of looking and staring at that, you you hear a sound from behind you. And when you look back, you just you just you're not sure exactly what sort of gets you to turn around. Is it a, was it a footstep? What did you even hear a sound? Like you don't really understand what it is. But when you look back, you notice a figure that you hadn't seen before walking from the center of the room where the cairn is and just sort of walking directly towards that collapsed entrance and just kind of fades into the wall and disappears. Uh, and Arrhenia will just try to look like, around and just try to kind of make sense of what she just saw. Nothing really made sense. Uh, you failed your awareness test, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you didn't see enough of it to really get any kind of clues. It was just at the last second, you just saw a figure just shift and move. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe you talk yourself. Maybe you're just seeing things. You're tired. You're wounded. You figure that out. Yeah. And I think that's, she'll, you know, just kind of wipe her eyes a few times and just, just uh, and obviously we're, it's, we're keeping this dark because we're trying to hide. So sure. she'll talk, talk herself into the fact that she just thought she saw something moving that wasn't there. Next shift um, comes. Gilly. Gilly gets up, looks, no issues. Quiet night. You notice, obviously, that Helvi is gone. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you wake up one of the dwarves. Floyd or Daggett, whoever it might be. And you all make it through the night. This is a little bit of a tense night. This isn't the safest place in the world. However, as you're kind of feeding your faces in the morning, hitting your breakfasts, getting getting some, some food in you, drinking some water. You, Floyd and Daggett, you hear the sounds of something coming from like that collapsed hall. And you watch as a large rock just thump, 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 falls down and rolls across the ground and kind of lands at your feet. And then another. And then another. And then suddenly the whole 
like the whole surface of that kind of collapsed, like the angle of the the collapsed stone where the entrance is, just caves further inward and just comes to a comes to like this tumbling debris. Dust kicks up, and Daggett and Flo, you hear the sounds of voices on the other side. Hey, watch it there! You're gonna get us all killed, you freaking nitwit! And Daggett, as you you step up, you look out. Floy too. You can see there's about a half a dozen dwarves midway through that tunnel. Each of them kind of moving and moving and moving like these different chunks of rock. And one of them, Daggett, you recognize as you see your brother staring at you. And he kind of cocks his head. And he's just like, What the hell are you doing here? And we will end on that and give Stephen a week to think of something clever to say. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was really, really dangerous. <laughs> that it's a, yeah, like that fight was way more dangerous than uh, they are not. Could have got that last hit off. They are not particularly difficult. Like, uh, like, like they're 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 not the most difficult people in the world. Like they don't have high endurance levels. They don't have like a ton of different abilities. But you guys all go into forward stance, so they get extra dice from that, right? Then they get their fierce folk ability. They burn there, so they're getting all these extra dice. And so like yeah. they're, they're just wearing you guys down on it. So they really were. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we've uh, that was rough. Um, you yeah. met you met a Losoth, which is really cool. Uh, there's not a whole lot of info on them, so. Uh, we're kind of yeah that's really okay. cool though um, mm-hmm. one upkeeping thing did we get our prolonged rest i'll give it to you and yep. if so did my wound drop off before or after the rest because that affects uh, how much it's supposed to that. affect the rest of the day so i would say by the time like by the time you kind of settle in for the night you're probably you probably clear the wound so that while you're sleeping you'll get your normal rest yeah Okay, cool. Thank you. So I'll give you the rest because you got the, the least amount. Floyd, you are still wounded though, so you'll only take the the yeah, reduced take amount. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, that was. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they came up in chat like we can go find the dwarves first, and then we'd have more numbers to go do the other thing. And I was like, yeah. But... Well, you could find the Lossoth, and they could have helped you too. Like you know. I, I, it's like I told you guys last last week. I I have you know I'm I'm playing this. I really I really enjoy like playing somewhat procedural. Like I get these charts. You know I, I put my tables together and stuff like that too. But then I like to be a little surprised at the same time. Decide to see what you guys kind of stumble across. What order you guys stumble across them, them across in. And so like I could run this like five or six different ways. You know for different groups and have slightly different. Like maybe you encounter the dwarves first. Maybe you get mm-hmm. ambushed by Snow Whites. Maybe you never even see the beast. Like there's different ways this could potentially happen. So just sort of i always think it's interesting too it's like i feel like like when we know in game that we're like sneaking and being quiet i feel like we are also like quiet yeah i know and i have to send messages to you guys (laughs) (laughs) to speak up (laughs) like it's just so interesting because it's like that's what we're playing and then we kind of also are in like the way that we do it yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah, I did. I was surprised. I didn't expect that fight to go as bad as. But there's three of you in in forward stance. Uh, you guys did take them out. Imagine if you guys didn't take as many out, and if they would have like been able to overwhelm you at that point. That would well, because if it was like okay, we took two out relatively quickly, so then it mm-hmm. seemed like it was going to be okay, and then the next round went the other way. Yeah, I've I mean, been playing Dag at very risky too, so that doesn't help. 
No, I think it's great. I mean, the hill, the so I, I've I've named them, and these are all kind of riffed off of actual like actual you know blocks from the from the book, but I just rename them and slightly reflavor them. Uh, so like, there's like champions and raiders. So the champions themselves are the ones with two might, and they can attack. You know, they can do basically two things. And but they they don't have like particularly high endurance. I mean, Floyd, you get a good enough hit off, you one shot them, man. Like you have, you can do over 20, 20 in one shot, and you can take them out. So the other ones are even less. So like you can take them out quickly, but they they are capable fighters though. Like that's the mm-hmm. thing. So if you don't take them out, they are pretty capable. And since you guys do play forward stance, it's not hard for me to hit at a certain point. And then the fierce folk ability is pretty strong too. Is there yeah, you know, yeah. resolve for that? So. But it makes sense, I think. I mean, they're they're, yeah, they're they are one of the villains, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's been a little bit since mm-hmm. we've yeah. crossed paths and mm-hmm. kind of followed up on for sure tips with them. The beginning of Sorendir's arc, Erebon's mm-hmm. arc, at the time. You know, it's yeah. not all about Sorendir and Erebon. <laughs> I didn't mean arc. I meant when he was introduced. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> It's how uh, we mark the time in the campaign. It's like what was pre Sorendir, post Sorendir. The before times, the Erebon times, the Sorendir times, the Daggett times. Oh, sorry. Speaking <laughs> of time, we're out of it. So let's do some closing plugs. Uh, let's see. Let's just do this in order. So Monday, the next time you see us, uh, we will be playing some Holler for Savage Worlds. So come check that out. And then Tuesday, Stephen, what are we doing? Forbidden Land Session Zero. We will be building characters. Jeff will be there. Melissa will be there. We got a couple other faces. Uh, should be a lot of fun. We're going through some life paths. Uh, yep, none of the other two. We don't care about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they're cut. getting kicked out of lollygaggers entirely. Whoa, uh, this whoa. is their last session. Uh, I haven't told them that yet. <laughs> you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Face. She's so mad. <laughs> Ashley's like, I am the heart and soul of this group. I really uh, Long's like, what's Lolly guy? <laughs> so, so chill. <laughs> but yeah, we got some life paths that we're going to go through. It should be a lot of fun. So come join us. Fantastic. Next Friday, we are starting up another free league game. So we've got, we're going to have three free league games on the channel. Obviously, this one, uh, Stephen's Forbidden Lands. And then next Friday, we're starting up Blade Runner. We're going to be doing that every other Friday. Uh, we're also going to be doing a giveaway that night if you want to come win some dice from our friends at Norse Foundry. Uh, so come hang out with us then. And then obviously, in a week, we'll be back to more wondering. And we can see, uh, well, let's see if we resolve this, uh, this adventure we're on. What actually happens now that Daggett and Snagit have come face to face? We'll see what happens. Uh, but thank you for everyone hanging out tonight. Thank you for those of you who threw out some bits, helped us get a hype train earlier on. I really do appreciate that. Uh, Melissa has multiplied all of your bits by 50, and that's the amount that she records then in the bonus dice that you all get uh, when you That's the little formula that I've got here. That's, that's, that's what we talked about, mm-hmm. right? Cool thing mm-hmm. is, is she's not good at math, so it's 50-50 on whether that actually benefits the party or <laughs> takes away from them. So. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we're going to go ahead and raid our friends over at Boys from the Baltic Star. They're playing Orbital Blues, which is a favorite of some of ours. Melissa, Stephen, myself, we all played it a while back. A really, really fun game. Uh, so go ahead and follow that raid and uh, say hi to them. Watch some Orbital Blues. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.